0: Sorry, not sorry. Yo, What's up? welcome back to the Sorry, Not Sorry podcast.
1: I am here
0: with Gator Beater, baby. Gator Beater,
1: baby. Hey, man, I had people at the job this week. Like, I wore my jersey, man, to the job. You got beat up? Friday? No. <laughs> heck no, not you by wore You the know jersey what? and got beat up? You know what? Not by no Falcons fans. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, man, so I went. And everybody started asking me, you know, I got beater on the back of the jersey. So everybody started all asking ask- me. And this is the first time since I've been working there that people start asking me, like, oh, who is that? What player is that? I don't remember him. Yeah. You know? And I was like, oh, well, that was my, you know, my my stage name. And all you got to do is say stage name. Oh, what did you do? Oh, so you shredded you? Yeah, you yeah, got right. Well, hey, you know, I, I guess, you know, by my size, they assumed that that wasn't the case. So they started asking me, you know, what did you do? Did yeah. you sing? Did you run? They thought I was like a big ruler studded motherfucker. Yeah. And I was like, you know, yeah, I was on stage stand at a little emceeing, you know? Yeah. So I was like, you know, that. that... Hey. I had to explain it like five times. And the freaking like, CEO was like, hey, yeah, so, so, what does that mean? I wore this jersey to work twice or three times. The other two times, nobody said a word. This particular time, everybody wants to ask me about it. It sounds like they were being a little nosy. They were. They were. There was no Saints player by the name of... Um, Beater. Beater. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, hey, I mean, but then again, they're Falcons fans. They wouldn't know. Well, you would think some of them would know but you know ooh no. we got the brandy out today yeah man we got that good ENJ VSOP uh, blue label we get a little ratchet we, man, it's... we
0: had the NJ uh, last last weekend yeah, so i think man. it's becoming a trend now right man
1: it's inexpensive right Which is always... Right. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you up. Yep. (laughs) Hey, a fifth of that XO. (laughs) Next week, I'm bringing the XO out. I just didn't have a chance because I I was running. We usually do Crown Royal. Let's tell
0: the people what we are consistent with. We really... I'm going to tell you something. Gator put me on with the uh, Crown Royal.
1: Man, so the Crown Royal, Apple especially. Oh, that's
0: the one I get. (laughs) Not original. But Crown Royal Apple, and let's be honest, like, Crown Royal by itself, it, it's kind of
1: yeah. the taste, man. It's,
0: oh, fuck. it's the older I get. You know, I I thought I'd be, as I got older, you know, you watch your uncles and your granddad drink that hard shit. Right. And I thought that as I got older, <laughs> I, would, I would develop a taste for these robust uh, fucking brown liquor and all that, but...
1: As I get older, man, I like shit that tastes decent. Right. And that's that's what it is, man. You want to try to get something that's not going to be, like, completely rock good, like we used to call it back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like the uh, Heaven Hill and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, when you were younger, man, whatever got the job Bro. done, you was trying to do.
0: I drank so. Henny. I drank Henny for years. Like, every time I went to, I mean, I did it for years. I, I'd be at the bar. What do you want? Shot of Henny. A little
1: shot of or Hen- Hennessy.
0: Hen- Hennessy on on the rocks with Coke. Henny yeah, and Coke. Yeah. And then I got into this as I got older, then I got into this whole fucking uh fireball.
1: Oh yeah. This
0: <laughs> phase of fireball. And I still love fireball. But I I like, you know, if I go to the bar or something, I'll just get a, a couple shots of fireball and then I'm good.
1: Yeah. Hey look, fireball is 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 good, man. That's like you know what used to be the uh the thing back in the day was that gold schlager. Oh, because it was like that. Yeah man With the flakes of gold in there yes. You know what I'm saying You used to do it When you had a little chick over Hey Say well, You know I got a gold slug, You know what I'm saying <laughs> hey, oh, You got some gold shlogger Yeah yeah I got a the the gold shlogger the Come on yeah, you know, yeah Hey baby <laughs> Yeah baby I got a little gold slug, yeah, you babe. know. And then next thing you know, they're like, oh, I'm drinking, so what is that? It's just gold flakes, you know what I'm saying? 14 karat. I try to give you the best, babe. Yeah. You know? I try to give you the best. What was that um, what was the alcohol
0: with these with this worm at the bottom? Tequila. So... But all tequila doesn't come with no. like that. So what was... And
1: the, guess what? I found that out the hard way. So... That there was a worm in it. No, I found out that not all tequila comes with a worm in it the hard way. So... Take you back to New Year's Probably about uh, Maybe 10 years ago You know what I'm saying Probably a little bit uh, earlier than that Maybe 15 You know what I'm saying So uh, This is before I met Mike's wife So Me and My uh, My brother My cousins All of us We over at You know my grandmother's house Doing our New Year's thing Got a family thing going We out there taking shots I know the exact year now It was 2005 because you of the person that up, I was remember. dating at the time. Yeah, yeah okay, okay, So, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're all out there cheating as Nicole was out dating at the time. So, and she might actually say, well, yeah, that was true. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, you know, all at my at my grandmother's house, we take his shots and everything. Now, I'm hearing that they got some tequila. we going to get some of the good tequila or whatever. we about to get in. Yeah. So... The coach like, hey, let's take some tequila shots, you know, and you do that when you, you know, take the lime and, the, you know, the salt yeah, and all yeah, that you kind do. of stuff, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So we doing that. When I say we all, like, Tudor, and when I'm from, Tudor is done. Like, you straight up oh, you fucked completely fucked up. up. You, shit, I didn't you know what but it walking. sounded like fucked yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, you barely walking. So yeah. all of us, Tudor, we smoking, drinking, we doing up. All... So my brother, he's like, hey, man. Nah, man, hit the tequila, bro. You know what I'm saying? They talking about we ain't gonna hit the worm. I'm like, man, I'll go ahead and take the worm down. Now real quick.
0: Let me interject real quick.
1: Yeah. You know that worm sucks
0: up all the uh the alcohol so that it's gut loaded mm-hmm. with the the alcohol. Yeah. So you know the worm gets you fucked up alone. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I've heard yeah. that eating the worm just oh, yeah, can the get worm you alone. Yeah, the worm alone because they gut load all that. Right. it
1: ferments in the worm. Right. But I'm, you know, I'm a G. I'm like, man, hey, there. let's You're do right. it then. Yeah, let's do it. Years. If I'm to I'm about to be to right, you already. You know did. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, then we get the worm, and I see the worm in the bottom of that bit. Now, I consider myself a very educated guy, right? But I had never really <laughs> seen what a tequila worm was supposed yeah, I've to look never like. Seen it. You I've know never, what I'm saying? Still have it. I've seen it now, <laughs> uh, but man. so what does it look like? So it's, it's like it almost looks like a little caterpillar or whatever. It's fat though, right? Yeah. It's gut loaded yeah. with the alcohol. Oh. Yep. So I'm like, okay. You know, let me get that thing. You know what I'm saying? We hitting shots. We all hitting shots, hitting yeah. shots,
0: hitting shots. And just imagine you
1: bite so, into it. Right. So yeah, I wasn't going to bite it. I, my my yeah. plan was you're to just take it in all. and yeah. swallow it whole. Yeah. Because I figured if I could take it in and just swallow it whole, then you know what I'm saying? I could. You know, I don't want to feel that yeah, in my mouth. Yeah, have to feel it. Right. So I go ahead. I did, you know, my brother hit it. I hit it. So it's like it's on me. My brother, man, I can't do it, bro. And I was like, oh man, I'm gonna go ahead and try to hit that bitch. Yeah. So I hit it and I got the worm in, and ah. I was trying to get it down. I couldn't quite get that motherfucker down all the way, and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, fuck it, I'm gonna G this bitch. I drunk that bit down, like, oh what? What the hell? Oh you did it. So yeah, so my 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 brother's ex I still call the sister law. Man, she Dying on the ground laughing, bro. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, when I say dying, she rolling tears like, in her eyes. Crying. You know like. what I'm saying? And, and Nicole, she like, she she, she big headed me up. Yeah, that not man, you did that. What's <laughs> happening? You know, she she took her, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, my brother, he like, hey, bro, hey, you know that bottle, bro, that that Jose Cuervo, man. That shit don't come with no worms, man. This is my other brother, not the one I was drinking with. You got a prank? So we were like. Er? So this the killer didn't come to work." Yeah man, that's that cheap shit from the little store up over there by uh, by Foster. Oh, okay. Well shit. Well how the fuck they got a worm yeah. in there? how they do that? Hey, so you know what I'm saying? Air put one of them earthworms from the down, oh. uh, from, from Uncle Johnny Fishing Kid in that bitch. That's bit. fucked up. And I was like, You got pranked. Hey, say, bro, tell me that shit ain't, ain't, ain't true. Yeah. Oh, man, say, bro, I didn't think you was going to to drink that bitch. Man, bro. That was crazy. Bro, I was like, bro, you had to be down bad with it. That was, that was, that was effed up, man. That was yeah, effed that's up. Yeah, fucked up. Man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, hey, if it would have fell on him, he was like, you know, it's making make it, feeling, but bro, I was so fucked up, I would hit that bitch and drunk that bitch, too, if it came to me. <laughs> I was like, man, really? But that's that's why tequila, to this day, don't taste. Every time I taste tequila, it tastes like dirt. Well, and now I know why, because oh, uh, yeah. I had an earthworm in that motherfucker. Well,
0: <laughs> um, I had never had a hangover until I drank tequila. So, I don't drink it anymore, either. And I'm not really a white liquor type guy. Yeah. It just, I don't like it.
1: Like, pure pure white tequila, the agave tequila, yeah. it's okay in shot form, but I don't like I the... Just, I, yeah,
0: I'm not yeah. fucking... And it's like, you know, the old school term. Like, brown gets you down, white gets you hype. Yeah. White gets you hype. So, I don't want to... Why well, would I want to do that if I'm drinking? Hey,
1: so there is a... um. They say that, but you ever had V.O.? V.O.? So Seagram's makes this this brown liquor called V.O. I don't this, drink nah, Seagram's gin because nah, I don't drink gin. <laughs> that shit nah, is disgusting. This is some this is some straight up old blues club type shit, right? So, <laughs> 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 motherfuckers who drink V.O. them motherfuckers the motherfuckers who got horses and shit. So <laughs> <Horses>. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? We uh my old supervisor man when I was at Brown um, the same time. Matter of fact, um, he used to drink it, man. His old dude named Johnny Wu. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They name Johnny Wu. Johnny said, "Hey, man, y'all, y'all, young cats you need to get on this damn vo." <laughs> All right, bro. Let's see what this vo about. I had some. Hey, it's pretty smooth. I'm, 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 I could deal with this I, like I mean the, I instantly Aged like 30 years You know what I'm saying Once yeah, I drank some Hey man look I had this, like Look I smoked cigarettes Different I used to <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how people Used to let them Cigarettes hanging from Their mouth Until I drank some VO yeah. After that I was Sitting in the car <laughs> Cigarette hanging From my mouth and shit Like yeah. Well no. But hey So I started But VO Didn't do like Normal brown liquor did Man VO kind of got you A little and maybe it was because it was a seagull thing. Yes. It wasn't gin, yes. you know what I'm saying? But it's like maybe it was just because it was, you know, seful. I fooled around one day. Me and my partner Bradley, Brad Gunner, we call him Gunner time. We sat there and was like, man, we got to get fucked up. We got to go to the bowling alley, you know what I'm saying? With the rest of our coworkers. Now, of course, we out there with the manager. We decide we want to get fucked up before we out there with management, because that's the kind of people we was. So, <laughs> he was like, hey, what are we going to drink? So, I had a, uh, uh, one of those um, rock stars, and I had V.O., yeah. And I was like, hey. That's like mixing so in the Red Bull with vodka. Yes. And so I took the VO. Uh, I took the. Uh, but this was a whole lot stronger. It sounds like a bad concoction. It's a very bad honest. concoction, <laughs> no. bro.
0: Rockstar VO. I never understood that. Like uh, energy drinks with, with
1: alcohol. Hey, you know what? That's this the ultimate
0: fucking. <laughs> you want to be drunk and hype? Nobody <laughs> wants to be dead. That means I'm going to fight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Man, we, we literally made like two 32-ounce cups of this shit, yeah. and we was gone. But I no, say we were no. at the bowling alley, man, I got it on tape somewhere. At least I know I know yeah, Gunna yeah, got it on tape. tape. I hope. It I stays know Gunner got me on tape, man. I'm sitting in there with the bowling alley. I've got my hands up. I'm like, you know, getting hype, getting <laughs> yes. all my people. I got these, you know what I'm saying? Asian people on this side. Yeah, yeah go, 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 go. <laughs> you know. We was doing that's that's the same night I was breakdancing against the triads. Yeah. Yeah, uh, one of the clubs and some eighty people, they was out there break dancing. And I decided I want to go out there and break dance with them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We break dancing to get to each other, man. But I called it a Megatron after the after that, you know what I'm saying? Because it make you transform, yeah. VO and Rockstar, oh, yeah. So, man, my boy would always be like, Man, you want to get some of these I Megatrons, like that, man. man? I was yeah. like, Yeah, I'm just looking for another drink to put it on because, uh, yeah, I'm not doing <laughs> VO and <laughs> Rockstar no more, bro. So, we no way.
0: Oh man, so we're gonna get into the, the the what do you call it? The uh, I guess we'll just get into the show or the meat, yep, yep. meat and potatoes, right? Yeah, story time's
1: over. Yeah, story time's over.
0: We spent there 15 minutes right. talking about uh, alcohol. We sound like alcoholics, but uh right, right, right. So,
1: I am reformed by the way. Yeah, me I, too, man. I'm no longer a, uh, an alcoholic. There. So,
0: what's been going on with me? Um, yeah, I've been uh, I'm cutting. George found that out. Um, yeah. it, I'm just drinking one beer with him today. Hey, so I'm trying to not guilt, bulking anymore. I'm trying to guilt
1: him into drinking. Man, trying to guilt me. I was like, man, I bought this whole. He's like, and it's platinum, so right? This has less carbs. <laughs> right. I'm like, man, just give me the damn beer. I drink it with you. I drink one with you.
0: But right. um, yeah, so I'm cutting. Um, still doing the music thing. Still writing. Um, talking to a few, uh, a few people that got some connects. yeah to see if yeah. I can. Uh, eventually I want to sit down with a label and kind of play some of my my reference tracks and see where I can go with it. Right. So that's that's yeah. the ultimate goal right now. So i has been kind of reaching out to the plugs I got. My whole goal, though, over the past two or three months is like stockpiling music. Just yeah, like man. recording every day, writing every day. Sometimes I write two songs a day. And I'm not saying it's all bangers, but the point is to just keep putting out content. And, you know, I'm just noticing... More songs that are, you know, more catchy. Right. You know, and that are hit worthy. You know, when you approach these labels, man, you really just wanna they're they're looking at you like, what can you do for us? Exactly, like what can man. you give me? Like, I mean, we have songwriters, so I wanna try to stand right. out. So that's like that's
1: important to me. So um And to be honest, a lot of these labels, man, nowadays it's not even the hits that they're as concerned with. It's more, okay. Let's go ahead and get the content up. You know what I'm saying? If you got somebody who could write a hit song, a lot of times your album sells based on that one hit song or one or two hit songs that you throw on YouTube. So if you just got filler content and stuff like that, as long as you can put something together for somebody, you know what I'm saying? Then you know, okay, well we got we got three bangers and the rest of them are, you know, serviceable tracks, you know. You throw was once, once something get hot. I know you'd have heard some BS stuff on the radio, brother it was like the only reason you played that on the track I mean on the on the radio was because it was J Cole. You ain't playing because it was nobody that else. Out somebody Right. I
0: hear trash but my thing is I've been thinking so much Like, You know what? Let me take that back. I stopped thinking so much actually. Like when yeah, I started okay. my journey of like when I said I don't want to rap anymore. I actually want to do song right. I consumed myself with, what's a hit. How do I make a hit? How can I do this? Like, I wanted to just totally jump right into it and do the proper research. There's actually, like, you know, there's actually data to support what a hit yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you really just listen to the radio. But I stopped thinking so much about that and just more so, you know, because you got to, all right, let me say, so let me ask you, let me ask you, what is a hit to
1: you? Well, to me, Let me not go over the texture of a hit. Let me just say what a hit is. So a hit is basically a a, a song that gains, you know, traction in in the media. And people, you know, tend to, you know, flock to it as far as replay and purchasing status. Well, let me
0: rephrase my question. Not the definition of a hit, more so like what... What what makes
1: a hit? Like you know, you know what's like so weird, dude. You, it's, it's hard to say. exactly that's you, how I feel. You know, like There's you no... might have something that you don't even think is a hit. This might be, you know, uh, whatever. You know, one of the the songs that we got a lot of feedback on back in the day was a song called Fan Club, which we thought might have just been something we just put on the on the on the EP to just fill out the rest of it. You know what I'm saying? Because we really didn't think it was gonna do nothing, yeah. but people were like, you know, it's stupid as fuck, which is why we like it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that's that's how it is sometimes, man. Sometimes you know, the hits are more determined by the the audience. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I I
0: realized that uh, really like uh um a hit song is like universally catchy. Yeah. So like if you ever think back to like some of your favorite songs, there's quotables like you can kind of like I try to like if I make the song and then two days later, I can't think of I can't quote anything from it because like I like my sister, right? You know, your family and friends are going to love your music. Yeah. You know, they're not really a good measuring stick of, like, if you're good or not. Because exactly. they love you and they, they fuck gonna, with you. They're going to say some shit.
1: Yeah, man, that shit off the chain. Right. Yeah, really. So
0: my sister heard some music, <laughs> right? And I said, uh, I waited a couple of days and I said, hey, what did you say your favorite song was? She named it. And I said, well, what's, um? I, tell me something you remember from it. She said, oh, dude, like, I can't even think of anything right now. So then, just that that they that, liked it at the it, time. Right, but if you can't quote anything from the song... Like, right now, if I was like, hey, man, what's your favorite song on the radio right now? Probably, you could probably tell me the title, and I'll say, all right, sing something from it. You'll be able to tell me something about that track. Like, no. you'll be able to quote something. Yeah, quote something from it. Right. But it's really... That's really what consists of a hit, is, like, the quotables. You know, a line that stuck out for you, and, like, I definitely took... Pages out of Drake's
1: book with that. Because with quotables, he's a, a fucking beast. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, here, here's one of the things, though, that, that's a trip. And this, this will make you think. Can you manufacture a hit? What do you mean? And what I mean by that is, can certain voices endorsing a track make it a hit?
0: Yes. But I'll tell you why what, why that is, though. Well, voices, yes. There are certain voice like Drake has. Yes.
1: It's just a hypnotizing voice, right. and not voice, not voice like that. But not name that and term. popularity, yeah, not in that term. But certain people endorsing your track. Yeah. Let's say, for instance, yes, Kevin Hart listening right. to the radio and he liked this track by by. Okay, siren or whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Siren, and he yeah, like, siren. man, that shit is off the chain, man. Yeah. You got to love this. I love this. Everybody this siren shit. Blah, 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 blah. Even if it's trash. And it might be trash, but Kevin Hart like it. So, I must yeah. go like it. You right. know what I'm saying? So they But go that's go. the sheep mentality. Is right. A lot
0: of people chase that, uh, you know, they're sheep. Yeah. So, whatever somebody else say that's hot. Or like a celebrity they like say it's hot. Or not even a celebrity they like. You could be any fucking celebrity. It could be anybody. Right. Justin Bieber could tweet out some shit about a rap song and then like <laughs> thousands of people are going to go listen to your song. Right, man. Because it has to be stamped. So I think it's that aura as well. Like the traction behind it. Yeah.
1: it's, it's Dude, like you see, there's some stuff that's out there right now that I'm looking at like uh, this is... I agree.
0: Like <laughs> right now we're in a weird space, because right now I couldn't tell you what's nothing stands out to me right now. Right, I am excited about J Cole's album. What is it, drop? Kevin Gates' album is fire. I've been rocking with that. Um, I don't even I don't know, but you know the song he got with Travis Scott.
1: Yeah. How
0: could you come about your face and say I ain't the hardest <laughs> ever heard, and I love a fire bird. It me is like a living bird. He killed that shit. I beat oh, yeah. the churz, I'm on a bird. So I'm excited for his album. Uh like I said, Kevin Gates album is really good. Um you can only speculate that Drake's gonna do something soon. So it's like we got the pioneers yeah. in the game still so, yeah. like doing shit. But I'm trying to like it's hard to think like out of the youngins, like who's doing something right now, like that's like that next generation that's gonna come up and I don't know. I be, I told you, um shit, excuse me, rhythm and flow, you know, uh yeah. D smoke, he won. Um and they've been promoting him, pushing him pretty hard, and he's like Kendrick he from Cali. He rap real good, make conscious music. Yeah. Um I, I feel like man, I think he got a lot of potential, man. Um but uh yeah, it's a tough one, man. I don't know who's out right now that's really doing it like that and not to sound like
1: narcissistic, but I just been listening to a lot of my music. Well, so Missy Elliott said a long time ago, man. When I was listening to her, um, and that's why when I started really getting into like making music, I would stop. I stopped listening to the radio. Yeah, and she I, said you have to though. And she said, you know, she didn't listen to the radio. She didn't listen to a lot and of. That's how it that came out. And just like, you know, because you you know unintentionally begin imitate. to imitate and emulate what you find on yep. the radio or whatever what that's you true. find hot. Instead of instead of using what you find hot, go ahead and use what you think is hot or try to, you know, do stuff that's true to you and then people just kinda gravitate to it. Yes. You know? So this is a big question, I you know, coming up on that subject too. If you think about... We were just talking about this right before the podcast. It's good to have been a bit of a transition. we're talking about how influential that period was with your Missy Elliott, your Timberlands, mm. you know, all that kind of stuff. Do you think that Missy Elliott would have been as big as she was without Tim? No. But
0: I also... And people may... Judge me for saying this, but um, even with Justin Timberlake.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I can, I agree with know, Justin. You know, well, there.
0: fanboys are going to be like, fuck you,
1: man, he had insane, <laughs> man, he did all this. Well, Missy was in a group before she dropped with Tim. Matter of fact, Missy was signed to Bad Boy before she was signed with Tim. I did not know that. Yeah. That's news to me. Her debut song was the Thank one God, that the things you do. That's when she came up with that he 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 how he 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 how how. Okay, God. I don't remember that song. What was the track? I'm going I'm going to remember the name of the track. You ain't ready for Puff Daddy. Where the hell? the reason so deadly? Come on, be my pal like Shazelle. He 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 how. He 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 how how. Hey man. Lizzie was doing her thing man. Let's look at
0: some artists that Timeline has elevated. You got, um, uh, Missy, Justin Timberlake, um, damn, why is her name just, like, leaving me right now? Um, what's her name? She, uh, fuck. She, uh, passed away in that, uh... Aaliyah. Aaliyah. What the fuck am I thinking? I could, like, I could not get her name. Um, Aaliyah, man, that... Gina I mean, Thompson. without Tim, without Tim, Aaliyah would, would would never be who she was. No, I mean no, think no about man. her classics, man. No, because
1: if you think about the fact that when she dropped with R. Kelly, man, it was you know kind of cool. Everybody was like, okay, I'm on that thing, but blah, 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 but I think what was was one of the million, the first one that she did with Tim. Oh, that first album I think she did with Tim. Uh she, that's did what like she first four singles with him. Yeah, yeah. that's when she first kind of broke from R. Kelly and started doing that, you know. If I if I let <coughs> you know, Right.
0: You can't tell nobody. <laughs> I'm talking about nobody.
1: Hey, that's <clears> yo.
0: <throat> but no. think about this. Look what Tim Timbaland did with Bubba Sparks. Took a white rapper. So it's hard to do that. I feel like he did that as a competitive edge against Dre because nobody's done it like Dre. So Puff did it with MGK. Because if you think about that, think about all the white rappers that came out. Right. Now, and I'm talking Macklemore. I'm talking like real, real like, white real, rappers real, that's really real pop. Real like, hip-hop i Disrespect not rap, rap, right. but he's really pop. But mm. I'm saying like white rappers that came out was really – like Dre's the goat of that shit, but if Hell you notice, yeah. Timlin got Bubba Sparks out the country and made this motherfucker like
1: his album but Bubba, had, Bubba, Bubba had bars though, bro. Bubba, Bubba got Bubba, bars. Bubba, Bubba still got bars. Hey, so I love that the song. I've been
0: traveling for some time, <laughs> for some time. Hey, with my fishing pole and <laughs> by the line. Hey, I love that album. Hey, El- man. This Thank is, my
1: mom to get the album for Christmas. This man. is the crazy no, part about kidding. that song. And I love the fact that it was Tim that brought it in I know. Because know. he literally took the beat from Get Your Freak On. And he went in. And you, you make music so you know exactly what he did. Yeah. So he went in he and, and he just pattern. changed the pattern. Mm-hmm. He used the same pattern and just changed the instrument. And at the end of the song, he starts flipping them back and forth so you can hear... What he did at the end where he has Missy at the end. Hello Yeah, but he that but he did the same thing <laughs> with Ugly. Yeah, yeah with well, ugly that's the ugly. That's what I'm
0: about. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said about, about deliverance. Oh, no, okay. No, I'm talking about uh, Well, ugly. he did that a lot in the album. He did. You can hear a lot in his life. It was this other stuff. stuff. Yeah, he just went ahead and just changed up the you know yeah. and man that That shit is crazy how and if you notice that, like all the white, the major white rappers need endorsements of some sort. Right, right, I
1: mean,
0: man. Not Mac Miller though. But I, Mac Miller but never. Mac grew Miller came at a
1: different mainstream like that. Right, but he came at a different time though. But I, but you, you make a point though. I believe that if Mac Miller would have dropped, and he would have had like fifty. Say, oh, they yeah, got to be endorsed. They have to dog. be endorsed. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I think really what it is, it's a sad state, but it's because you kind of need that street cred to be able to verify that you, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> that you are welcome in yeah. that that in that sphere as a as a Caucasian rapper. I don't think know? there's
0: anything sad about that. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. Because think about it
1: you it with it? Them?
0: goes back to protecting the culture. Yeah. So that it doesn't end up with an Iggy or it doesn't end up with a. <laughs> or like a Macklemore winning like Hip Hop so, Album of the Year win. Because, yo, did I tell you what so I was
1: about Iggy? I, I, I saw it. You okay. Wanna, wanna get so into it? let's not pretend that Iggy Azalea as a Brazilian would be Cardi B. Let's not pretend that that's not what's happening here. Well, this is what Tip said. And
0: because when he came out and said that Iggy was like a blunder, I was kind of, I, I was like, whoa, Tip, you tripping. A blunder? Because she was a fucking major she... artist. She took a white rapper and did right. it on that scale. But he kind of expounded on that. He said... That he didn't mean like a blunder in terms of that she wasn't successful. He's not talking about that. He said that from what he observed dealing with her personally is that she let it get to her head, number one. And then number two, when she saw that she could cross over into pop and that white people liked her, she stopped catering to the hip-hop fans. So then Tip, being such an activist in the black community and advocating for hip hop so hard while you listening? what's up. Dude? So did Michael Jackson.
1: <laughs> I mean listen Well he just felt some type of way like I, I mean, think I that's it. what it is. He I felt it, some though. type of way was because like he yo, was the one who brought her into Yeah and
0: he's like yeah. for her to kinda appropriate the culture. She did kind of appropriate the culture. She came out very hip hop. You heard like her first right. tape, yeah, was very hip hop. And then she kind of started making the "I'm so fancy." It but was like ever since she made that, If you put a
1: hit on my table, bro. I'm I'm taking the hit. You
0: yeah, know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> like, the thing. like Tip is not a pop artist. Like Tip is not doesn't represent that. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't. So but in a way, I mean, I feel what he just feels like. She, I honestly think that the fact I can see how it got to her head,
1: yeah, of course. I can because definitely see that. How many people were bumping fancy? How many white girls in yeah. the club? Because it started out, need you forget, this started out with black girls in the club, like, I'm fancy, yeah, girl, I'm fancy, you know what I'm saying? Like, they was only Iggy, but then the white people started saying, Oh. I am fancy. And they kind of went on with it. And next thing you know, she got a multicultural hit on her hands. Hey, you can't... I mean, we can't even, like, prosecute her for that because all she did was play her position at that point. Now, I can understand why Tip might be sitting there saying, okay, well, you know, and she let it get to her head and da-da-da-da. That sounds more like it was some business dealing shit that was going down that he... That turned him off. For okay,
0: her. well, here's the thing. Tip claims, he claims, in quotations, he just provided a publishing type of deal for her. Like, I can see that? Publishing company, you can be under our umbrella, right. In a sense, Iggy was never Grant Hustle. She didn't come no, out and say, no. "I'm a Grant Hustle" or whatever album, oh, right. you know, whatever. But I think that. I think there was more to it than just publishing because he endorsed her pretty fucking hard and everybody knew that Tip pushed her. Right. And without Tip, look where she's at now. And no disrespect to Iggy. Right,
1: right, I want right. to
0: work with everybody in the industry. So I be trying, right, right. Not, to, I be right. trying not to say no fuck shit about anybody because right, I would exactly. love to write a record for her. I'll write her a hit. That's not a problem. It, it, exactly, man. Um And I know what direction she should go in. But I mean, just saying, ever since she... And then he was on a breakfast club and Tip said that... Which is no shock, but Tip said Iggy had help. Of course. But we, I mean, listen to the music. Like, let's just be clear, and we've addressed this already, so we won't keep going back to this, but a lot of, and and I've dealt with people in the industry, a lot of, a Mm -hmm. lot, a lot, a lot of rappers get help. Right. Because, so let me just make this very clear, and then we don't have to double back to this because I keep getting debates online. I keep getting people telling me like that's not true and they name their favorite artists and then they go, "They write their own shit." I'm not Here's the thing. They're really, really talented artists. They can rap really, like look at Jay. Jay can rap really good, but I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't doubt that Jay had assistance in the hook department. I, not only would I not doubt that, but if you say as a rapper that you just did it all on your own and all this kind of stuff, hey, I'm you not, have I'm no not help.
0: There, I'm not saying there's artists that didn't, because M, you can tell, you can clearly tell that M
1: wrote all his shit. No, but, but no, no, this is this is what I'm saying. You, If you say that as a, as a as rapper especially and then at the same breath, you looking for beats, you still had help because if yeah, your beats is trash, yeah. yeah, if your beats is trash and you ain't got no production going on, then you need help. You know what I'm saying? I get that, but and I don't know I don't many rappers who just do their own beats yeah. and do their own, I well, mean, I, I don't know did, Big Crit. Uh, crit does his. Big, David I Banner. Too. I started out. Yeah, me too. Two. My group did yeah. too.
0: Uh, big Crit, uh, J. Cole, I think. He, he engineers his shit, I yeah. think. Um, but here's the th- and I don't even consider that help. Like getting a fire beat, I don't consider that help because like me, I, I'm not gifted in making beats. I can write. Right, right, I right, can right. write, I can rap. I'm not gifted in making beats. So I wouldn't look at that as help. I, I'm talking about the writing aspect right, of right. people being naive thinking that their favorite artist is not in the studio right now with um, a writer and a, a someone that can structure a song like a team of people that's sitting in there saying, "Oh no, I no, don't say it like that Say it like this or hey, take this bar out like uh, say this or someone coming at them like you saw what happened with Drake mm-hmm. um he it, Drake did what artists, what rappers have been doing for years. And the only thing different is we're in the age of social media, so it just got pushed to the limelight. Right. But him working with Quentin Miller on a couple of songs. Quentin, see, that's the thing. And, and, that's, and I want to challenge people. You're Drake, right? You make millions of dollars a year, right? You write, you write a lot of your own shit. Like, Drake is a writer. Drake's writing songs for Kanye, and I don't know a lot of other artists. I don't know his dealings in the industry, but I do know about Kanye. Right. And he's he's written for a couple other people that will remain unnamed. But my thing is this. You're Drake. You're making millions of dollars. You wrote, you've written hit records. You could write a hit record. But Bob approaches you, or in this case, Quentin approaches you and says, Hey, man, um, I want you to hear some of my music. You hear it. You're like, hey, man, that's, that's kind of hard. I right. like that. He's like, well, hey, man, um, I don't want to be a rapper. You're one of my
1: favorite artists. Why don't you do it? Matter of fact. Go in the booth and just see if you can do the hook. How many times does this happen every and, and you know it and I know it. You know what I'm saying? Cause we've been in the industry. But how many times does that happen daily? You know what I'm saying? Where well, you have how many albums that are on the top ten right now did that scenario happen at least two to three times on well those tracks that they have on that album? Where somebody brings in a song and they're like, Okay, this song is nice. I can't spit worth a damn. But the hook is catchy, all that kind of stuff. Hey you know, and, and I know this for a, a fact. Hey, Wayne, why don't you do this hook right. that I got on here? Just say the hook over again and just put what you got to put on there.
0: Yeah, you're going to deny a song? Right. You're you going to deny a hit? Yo, uh, you telling me, you're, if, if you're a manager listening right now, your artist was approached with Fancy. Because Iggy was approached with Fancy. Right. Shouldn't fucking write that record. Right. <laughs> I mean, Let's just be honest. <laughs> She, your artist is a appro- Your female artist approached with fancy, right? You meet a girl, she's like, "Y'all link up." She comes in the studio, and they say, well, "Let me hear what you got." She plays fancy, fucking hit banger. You you gonna tell me to my face that you would give that to your artist and be like, "Look, I know you write, I know you write some shit, but hey, this is a hit, and w- it's not gonna go anywhere if you don't push it." You I think about it, right? Cause Drake said it in his diss track against push when he said uh I don't remember the lyrics verbatim, but basically he said Um Damn, what was the uh what was the bar when he was like uh oh when he was like you uh damn you got uh you got hits but uh, damn he said Quentin Miller couldn't make a hit. Like it was him. Right, right. Uh, damn, let me think of it. Hold on. I can't think of it either. I know. <laughs> let me think of the bar. Let me think of it. Let me, let me get the bar. Because um, he said, uh, someone making me hit sound like, uh, sound, someone who can't no hit sound like they need me. Yeah,
1: someone saying they
0: got no hit sound like they need me. My yeah. hooks did it. My lyrics did it. My spirit did it. I'm fearless with it. I'm trying to think of the one. Um, but anyways, he was like, Hey man, basically he was saying Quentin Miller ain't got no hits. You know what I'm saying? So if he, if he was this fucking good, he would have hits, but I made it a hit. So, I mean, let's be honest, man. Um, zero to a hundred would have never went where it went without, uh, without Drake. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Quentin dropped it, he's a soul, he's a independent artist. He's not mainstream. He's, it probably would have got a thousand views on YouTube or something, right. but you know, Drake made it what it was. But, anyways, we won't go in a rabbit hole. But, um, uh, I, let's get to some topics, though. So, John Witherspoon, man. Man, this is a Son of a, a, bitch, a, man. A,
1: a sad scenario, but. That shit know, hurt, man. Um, I think it's. it. So. He has a, a channel. John Witherspoon had a YouTube channel that he was doing. And I I it. used to... Um, I, I watch his cooking YouTube channel all the time. People. Yeah, Cooking for Poor People, man. I always watch his channel, man, because the recipes are trash. <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> what he's doing, man, is he's doing stuff. It is funny how he's doing it and how he presented things. And, uh, you know, it, it was... He did a gumbo this weekend, man. Um, like, two days. It was posted two days before he passed. And, uh... You know he did this gumbo, and you know I was like, bro, that's not how you make a gumbo, dog. But I get you. <laughs> I, 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 you could make a po' man something like that. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're trying to do. But um, you know me being from Louisiana, like, no, don't do it. But yeah. um, man, it was just surreal though. Like, like, I just saw this video like a couple of days ago, and he dead passed. And in that video, he looked like he was sick.
0: Well, I saw this. I don't know if you you could tell me if this is true if you know, but I was on World Star and it said that uh, they posted a video and it was like cooking for poor people episode hours before he passed. Like, yeah, like he did one. I don't know if he dropped it. Maybe dropped the video. I think he dropped he it.
1: Must have been a little while. Yeah, but
0: I looked in the video and I don't think I didn't. I did not think he looked sick. I think he just he's getting older and we don't see. A lot we don't we didn't see him out in the spotlight too much so when you see him you're like damn like you know when they put out that picture of Ali yeah um and Ali had cataracts like his eyes were glazed over and like you just saw him in a way you haven't seen him because you haven't seen him so when I saw the pic because after he passed they released the picture was like this is what he looked like before he passed I'm like Fuck. But if you think about it, the man's like 80 something years old. Yeah, so like, Yeah, he was. But you tell that
1: dark patch on his eye, and that's usually a sign of, a of some sort of kidney issue. So Well, was, what did he die of? Uh I don't know yet. Uh I don't think they've really released <coughs> They didn't release. Yeah.
0: Let me look it up. You you can talk Let me look
1: it up. Yeah, so yeah, it was sad, man, just to to you know, to see what he meant to you know, he's always pops, man, like, you know, whether you're Craig's pops or you're the Wayans brother's pops, or you know what I'm saying? He he was always that guy, man. He was funny dude. Only seventy to
0: seven too. Yeah,
1: man, one of the last things I saw him on was Joe Rogan, man, with him and his son. And, you know, he was hilarious on Joe Rogan, man. That was that was that was funny, you know. Um, and I know they're gonna probably talk about it on the next Rogan show too. But man, it was, it was sad, man. Um, I I saw a meme out there. You probably saw it too. And I, I found it funny where he was like, "So is pops' funeral Friday next Friday or Friday after next." <laughs> That's a good one. And, uh, you know, I you know, some people are like, it's too soon. And I was like, nah, he would have died laughing over that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, you know, just my impression of him. That was the type of person he was. You know, he was just a comedian. He was, he's been in the entertainment industry for a long time. This isn't like yeah. a, we know him as Pops, but I mean. He's a stand-up comedian. He was a stand-up comedian back in rolled the day, with man. with Richard Pryor. Right, Richard Pryor, did, bro, Red I Fox.
0: Rolled, did movie, yeah, did some of those guys, man. Um, it says that his funeral is on November fifth, Sunday, Monday, so Tuesday. Yep. Um, it will be held in Los Angeles, um, and I just want to read a quick excerpt. Uh, X, ex, uh, fuck. When I be drinking, man, I can't say it. <laughs> you ain't drink that much, you? I morning, can't it drink. Anymore, man. Ex, <laughs> it says, uh, comedy great Witherspoon was born in Detroit in 1942 as John Witherspoon. It says Weatherspoon.
1: John Witherspoon, yeah. Um,
0: he launched a stand-up comedy career and began acting in the late 1970s with guest-starring TV roles, making his future debut in the 1980 uh, "The Jazz Singer." Yeah, Witherspoon appeared in numerous films, including "Hollywood Shuffle," "Boomerang," "Vampire in Brooklyn." I remember him in ba- "In Brook." I, he was in "Little Nicky." Yeah, he so, was the blind man. So no, no, he was he blind or he's playing blind. Yeah,
1: so Hollywood Shuffle. It was a. a we'll, well, I, I want to I go back to Hollywood Shuffle. The ladies a little bit. man and faking the punk.
0: but uh, it doesn't say it's cause of death though either.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of weird. I think his cause family's... of death
0: unknown. They said he suddenly died in his home.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, in '77 though, like so, I'm sure the autopsy will come out. I mean, you don't just. 77, yeah, is, like, uh, if you're fucking 16 right now, you're thinking that's old. But that's not that, uh, that old to, like, suddenly die. That right. would be, like, uh, a pre-existing condition that would cause you to, like,
1: that's why I said when I saw that dark patch over his eye in that video, I was like, "Man, I wonder if it's some sort of kidney thing." He was hiding some shit. Like
0: he wouldn't come maybe out. Maybe he saying
1: wasn't saying thing. yeah, what was going on, and I, I think maybe the family doesn't want to get into it too much and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, a lot of times you you know your families and stuff are real private, so that could be what it is. They're just kind of like you know I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Yeah, it's sad, man. I mean, he was—he'll he, definitely be missed, man. Now he was actually in the process of filming the new uh, season of Boondocks as I well. So, you yeah. know, I, I guess you know, in the overall picture, it doesn't matter. But um, you know, I'm interested to see where they're gonna go with that, um, with him not being there. Because, I mean, to be honest, man, you, you there's certain people you just don't replace. And I I don't know if you could replace John Wetherspoon in that scenario. Oh, um, Friday, no. So he's and and there's, that's another one. They're they're filming the next Friday. I think it's in pre production right now. Okay. Do they have? <laughs> do they already have his scenes? I don't know. they in pre production, so I think that movie now in that scenario I think that's a uh, and I hate saying it like this because it might be misconstrued, but I think that's a um a bonus for that movie, and I think that'll push that movie through. That'll actually, uh, you know, make that movie actually finish happening, because right now it's been going, and then it'll get into production delays, then go, and then production yeah, it's delays. Yeah, a lot of shit. But I think Chris Tucker um, yeah. um,
0: saying that he, you know, that he didn't want to do it. Well, then he then he came out and said he would do it. He mm-hmm. said he yeah. didn't want to do it. Um, but th- here's the thing, though. Um, in the ne- next Friday and Friday after next, Pops... Uh, his dad actually didn't play a major role. He was kind of uh, a supporting actor on there. Pretty much. So, I guess the good thing... In but terms they're going to the address movie, that in the movie. They're, they're, they, I mean, they have yeah, to they address probably, him yeah, passing of course, in the movie. But you know? I think that um, they don't necessarily need a whole lot of cameo from... It would need a whole lot of cameo from him. Maybe... They already got some good stuff. They've already filmed and stuff like that. I mean, he said he's been working.
1: I think it's in pre-production, though. I don't think they finished. I know they were doing a lot of um, what they called um, pre dailies which is yeah. like, you know, them coming out and doing, like, you know, reading scenes or whatever, and then the writers take what they get from those scenes, stuff that might have worked, stuff that didn't work, and go back and rewrite and do, you know, stuff like that. Um, I will say that now I want the next, friday movie to be based around his funeral you know what i'm saying because i feel like he would have been like okay this will be hilarious if we do this if we do it you know so it's my funeral i'm having this and this and this and craig and them is trying to you know (laughs) right put together this 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 fundraiser for a funeral or something like that you know because he'll do that um I think it'll be cool, man. So I, I guess, but I, I hate, I hate to have in the past, man. Yeah, I know. Um, I know it's sad, man. It hurt.
0: I ain't gonna lie, man. It hurt. Uh, <clears throat> it, yeah, certain shit, man, just hits you. I know that if certain artists died, it just hurt. You know, it would hit me, or you know, comedians or celebrities. Like you know, you don't know them, but like certain celebrities, you just have a personal, you know. Uh, you feel some kind of personal relationship you with do. them in you terms do. of, like, music, I mean, uh, movies that you grew up with, like, watching, like, Pops, man. You live to fight another day. Right. I just remembering that. And, and, you know what, in tribute uh, for John Witherspoon, man, Yeah, <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite uh, lines, it was actually a song he did on the Wayne's Brothers. No, he really? said, my love, love goes bang bang, bang bang bang. You better run, <laughs> my sweet little thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. hey, hey, man. Hey, but
0: uh, rest in peace of John Witherspoon. We won't stay on the topic too long because we don't want this to be a somber right. Episode. we want this to, hey man. It's like I said, it's a celebration of life, really. You know, it's a celebration. It's a celebration, bitches. <laughs> um. Okay, so then the other thing I wanted to address is one of the topics I had was uh. It, it, okay, so it, it's a um, it's a documentary on Netflix called "Tell Me Who I Am."
1: I haven't seen it yet. I've but saw you've some heard of the, it. Yeah,
0: I want you to watch this, Gator. For real, man, it okay. is fucking crazy. So you already know what it's about. No, I don't. Okay. I don't have a. Yeah. That's cool. So the listeners can also because so. It, and here's the thing: like when I get referred shit, a lot yeah. of times, like I don't watch it. Because there's so much shit on Netflix, There's and just a lot. so much content in general. Right, like it's so much shit you can watch on Netflix. So like, I gotta really be invested. And I was listening to a podcast. I listened to uh, it was called Tiger Belly. Um, I heard with, that podcast. Bobby Lee and yeah, 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 yeah. So, so
1: Bobby Lee, man, he's fucking hilarious. I, but um, you, uh. <laughs> I mean, he's
0: fucking hilarious. But he, uh, Kalila, was talking about the documentary on Netflix. And basically it's a uh, twins so two twin brothers uh, one of the twins loses his memory uh, in a, mo- a motorcycle accident so he forgets everything except for knowing his twin brother. Like when he woke up from the hospital, he didn't know who his mom was, dad didn't know who he was, didn't know what the fuck T V was. Like he just totally lost
1: Oh shit. Every,
0: he didn't know shit. He was starting back as damn near a newborn. Not in not in the brain, in a sense, like he wasn't um mentally impaired, but right. like in terms of he just forgot everything. Like he had to start watching Tom and Jerry all over again, even know what Tom and Jerry was. But um But that just to give you an idea of how much he forgot, but he did, you know, his twin brother. So, he sees that this guy looks like him. He does have some kind of recollection of him, but didn't know anything about the family. So, not to give away too much, but basically, um, they were sexually abused. Oh, wow. And the twin brother was sexually abused, but doesn't remember it. So, he starts depending on his brother to tell him the story of their life and uh, it was, their mom was sexually abusing them, so, oh, that's crazy, I know, so the twins, like, as he gets older, because he lost his memory at, like, 18, yeah, but as he starts hitting his 20s, he's like, because when he first lost his memory, he was just relying on his brother to tell him, like, how do I... Use the shower, and how do I do this? So his brother was like, I was there with I was there with him every step of the way. I was only familiar thing to him, so right. I taught him all the basics, and I taught him everything. And then his brother started asking more in depth questions, like, Well, where did we go? On, did we go on family vacation? Did we do this? And his brother painted a beautiful picture for him.
1: So is this like a true story?
0: This is a true story, and his brother tried to. Erase the bad shit basically. He tried to fill his memory with good stuff, and that's what he said. He was like, I was feeling his because he would trust everything I say, and only what I only what I said he would know. So I would fill his head with basically lies. Like, he was like, Oh, did we go on vacation? Yeah, we went on vacation with the family. How's uh, how's our mom? Oh, she's cool, but they so I'll just say this last part. The brother started questioning heavily about his mom when she passed away. They went to go clean up the house, and she found a very disturbing picture. He found a very disturbing picture, and that's when he was like, you need to tell me this ain't right. What the fuck is up with this? And the brother was like, and bam. So you
1: just got to watch it. Hey, so. I watched it the other night. I was was about to go like, hey, spoiler alert. But I'm not gonna. I, I now I want now that you said it the way you did. Now I'm like, man, I gotta see it. That's how I feel and, too. Uh,
0: but obviously, you know, Kalala it down way better, man. I'm like, I, I hope I did it some kind of justice because it's that so sounds good. like. I know uh, I'm not the best at explaining shit because I'll give shit away, so I try to hold back a little bit. But um, I am omitting a lot of stuff. But um, but you you already know that's that's the premise. You know what I mean? That's that's the. uh, the premise of what it's about. So, um, yeah. That sounds
1: like something I'd probably be getting to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, We'll take a break real quick, and then uh, we'll come right back. We'll get to these other topics. We'll start uh, banging them out. Um, So, yeah.
1: Get get up.
0: Are you hungry? Are you hungry and live in Atlanta? Well, you're in luck, okay? You can get on down to Wings food truck, man. Uh, Their primary location is 495 Flat Shoals Ave in Atlanta, and their hours of operation are Saturday at 9 p.m., Sunday at 8 p.m., and Monday at 8 p.m., and they're also available for delivery on DoorDash, guys, and guess what? You don't have to wait. You can place your order, and then go pick it up, and the number is 404-838-0215, and again, it's Pot of Wings. Okay, they got catfish, they got wings, they got shrimp, they got chicken tenders, they got what you need, man. Go ahead and pull up pot of wings, guys. All right, welcome back to the Sorry Now Sorry podcast, pie pie bitches. Uh, so, sorry, now sorry. <laughs> so in tradition, we have the snakes out. Yep. Uh, but yep. I, I'm not holding the big one because she tried to choke the shit out of me last week, and we're not in, on the best terms right now. So, I hey, st- I still love her, but she tried to choke the shit out of me.
1: Did you see the story about the lady who they found dead? Man, she was choked. Uh, well, actually, they don't know if it was asphyxi- they don't know if it was asphyxiation. asphyxiation was like a sexual thing? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't like, know why. If somebody's like. Choke somebody out or whatever. I they, thought they that die was a from sexual choking thing. No, no, no. Well, um, well, it can be. Yeah. Asphyxiation? Yeah, it can I've be. I've heard
0: of that as like a... You choke a little, yourself while it, you masturbate or something? Yeah,
1: they put like a bag over their head or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but that's not what happened with her. There's other the forms of asphyxiation. So, no. But what happened apparently was... Uh, well, they don't know what happened. They don't know if the snake did it or not. But they know that she was found unresponsive. And she had a eight foot reticulated python wrapped around her neck um and of course i only want to address the story as much as i want to address the comments because apparently she was in a place she had 20 snakes of her own there but there 20? were no yeah but there were over a hundred or so snakes that were there and they were you know owned by the sheriff of that particular county so the breeder? I think the, the the sheriff was a breeder and she was breeding some of her snakes with some of his stuff. Oh, that um, makes sense. Yeah, twenty um, fucking snakes. I right. thought she
0: was living in the house was twenty snakes. Right. I mean, nobody lived, in the, brood yeah, brood nobody lived in the house. Yeah, nobody lived in the
1: house. Actually, brood. it was a house specifically for just breeding snakes, Um and, and which is fine. God dang, that was a beautiful pattern on him. But um well <laughs> yeah, so um it's, it's it was sad to see. Uh, it, it hurts people in the reptile community, to be honest, because people look at that. And, of course, the comments were like, oh, well, that's what you get for having a snake, you know, yeah. and all kinds of, you know, craziness, man. Um, if you have a snake that's over six or seven feet, uh, six feet is usually my my ceiling, when you handle that snake, it's best that you never do it by yourself, um, and what I mean by that is, you know, if you're going to neck a snake, which we call necking when you put it around your right. your neck or whatever, uh, yeah, you want to make sure that you got somebody there. Um, to be honest, I saw a lot of people say, well, "Why would you put that thing around your neck?" Blah blah blah. blah. Well, to be completely honest, yeah. You don't want to necessarily put it around your neck, but you do want to have it on your upper torso. The, the proper way to handle it is to have one side of the, on, you know, on one side of your neck and the other one having your shoulder over, then have it kind of tucked under your arm um right so it's that's not- right so it's not going to choke you number one but number two you have full control the bigger your snake the more you want to do that because that allows you to have full control over the snake's motion if you put it completely around your neck then you don't have as much control over the snake's motion but if you hold holding in your arms you don't have as much to, um, as much control right. usually the strongest part of your body is going to be in that area now she was 36 years old um Reticulated python is an extremely strong animal. Ball pythons get maybe max four or five feet in their lifetime. Five feet is the max usually for a ball python. Morph ball pythons maybe get maybe four and a half feet. Um,
0: that's the kind
1: of snake I want on. Reticulated pythons average around eighteen feet. Um Mother fuck. but they're strong as shit.
0: Well, yeah, I mean I mean, just like like your biggest snake? She's probably um, right now. She's probably uh, about two feet. No, 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 not two. She's about about three. three. Yeah, about about three feet. About three feet. And last weekend, she got a little scared with me. <laughs> and uh, she didn't... I, I joke when I say she choked the shit out of me. She didn't choke me, but, but... she's strong as shit. Right. And I, didn't, <laughs> I never realized it until... I haven't held her in a while, but I held her last weekend. And she uh, wrapped around my wrist. And um, she was squeezing because she was just trying to hold on. So she wasn't even squeezing to, like to her full force at all it was just hey i'm trying to hold on i think you might drop me so she she kind of tightened around me and my hand went numb yeah and that's what i'm trying to say like so imagine that 18 foot python like you gotta understand their whole way of of feeding is to wrap around a prey and then suffocate it so you have to understand nature has made these snakes strong enough To wrap around an animal and have a tight enough clinch that it basically like crushes their fucking windpipe. Like they cannot breathe. So Mm -hmm. you, you have to understand how strong these fucking snakes are. So imagine this lady putting this snake around her neck. And I guarantee that the snake wasn't trying to uh, no, it, it, wasn't trying to eat her it be, wasn't. or anything like that. I think that the snake just kind of wrapped around her to hold on. But with 18 feet of... It's kind of like rope. It's like with 18 feet of rope around your neck, I, I guarantee it just kept wrapping because it was trying to hold on because it's got so much body yeah. on them. And she was like... It got to a point where... She just couldn't breathe and couldn't get it, couldn't get the snake off. So it's kind of like a classic case of not being able to handle her snake properly yeah. Yeah. Um, to that magnitude. Cause like eight, cause I, I watch a lot of uh, YouTube channels on snakes and stuff. Like I'm super interested ever since George really kind of got me holding snakes and so i want to learn a lot more because my fiance loves snakes so i know i'm gonna have to get her one after a while god damn it i hope she ain't listening
1: oh she just joined the chat by the way she did
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna have to get her one after a while so i want to learn a lot about them but on these snake channels when these guys have king cobras and shit like they're really snake enthusiasts like you know king cobra's deadly you can't really own one you have to be licensed but anyway, snakes. only
1: about four G's, but it's it's enough. But but yeah.
0: they're deadly. Like they bite yeah. you, you can die. You would you can and probably will fucking die if you don't have an antidote right. near. But anyways, snakes that size because they also have <laughs> pythons on the channel. Ever
1: since she's listening here.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but snakes that size have to be handled with two people because of how heavy they are because of the wrist. Um. And that's the thing, like, if you're, like, a really, like, a, a snake enthusiast, if you're really into that kind of thing, yeah. then, yeah, all power to you, but just understand that when you go to clean, you need to be calling your buddy who's also into snakes, like, hey, can you come help me? Yeah. I, I need to get this snake out, and I need to put my snake in, like, because, like, there's a certain size where it's just not really fun to play anymore. I've right, right.
1: That. I mean, when, you, when you're when you dealing with... Um now the one she had was eight feet um now it's a reticulated python now you felt how strong this one is yeah okay reticulated pythons are a little bit more aggressive um, they are, and I don't think that the snake tried to choke her. I really think that once the autopsy comes back, it was going to be more of a scenario where she just had, like, a heart attack. Uh, like sexual. Nah, I don't know if it was sexual. She didn't experience <laughs> it. When you said that word, all I <laughs> think about is sexual, Now, <laughs> fucking, uh, what was it?
0: Asphyxiation. Oh, yeah. She... The- you know, all she did was wrap the snake did around she, her neck, get, get the little vibrator or something, get a little masturbation that's, That does choking.
1: happen, though. I hate yeah. not say that. you get um, them choking while yeah. she's stroking. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, but, hey, but you, but, you, but you know what? I think she probably died from like a heart attack or something. Yeah, and I just, guarantee she freaked just, like Yeah, she just out. freaked out. I, freaked I, think out I, you I think I told you the story last week. I think I told you the story last week where I had a guy that I went to... Um, and I think I shared it on the podcast. We had a guy that, that well, I was at a car show, and he wanted to, you know, be big and bad, and, you know, since he oh, saw yeah. we had all the girls saying, hey, let me play with the snake, all blah, the blah, blah. Snake. Let me take a picture with the snake. And once it got around the neck, and the snake wasn't trying to hurt him. The snake shot, was just on. trying to hold on because yeah. it's like, oh, shit, you're about to drop me. And, you know, dude, start panicking. I guarantee you that it was a scenario like that where the lady just kind of panicked. I don't know what if once the autopsy comes back that that's what's gonna be. Um, but if you're going to this is my only thing, and I'm not saying that this lady didn't know. Because apparently she had twenty snakes, but that doesn't mean anything.
0: That doesn't mean to anything. To be
1: honest. You know, um it, it don't if, take
0: but one slip up or right. one day where you especially with them kinda uh snakes, man, where you kinda slipping, it don't take but one and that's why I'm so careful, like, today I got the the little snakes out. And even though they're little, like, at this point it probably wouldn't hurt too bad to get bit by them. I don't want to get bit by them, but, you know, I still ask the right questions. I'm like, should I do the hook? I'm still nervous. I'm still
1: nervous about getting bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you just got
0: to, you know, you understand the risk, you accept that. So, it kind of comes with it of, like, if you have a snake or one or, like, two or three, you know, like, Gator, he's got three of them. I think he understands the risk of, like, he could get bit. It could happen. But he's doing everything he can, taking the right precaution, respecting his snakes. You know, and that's why before we even started after the break, I had the other babies, uh, the other little snake. She's not baby anymore, but at the little snake, and yeah. she is in shed. So I told George, I'm like, you know what, even against his wishes, of like, hey, you can hold her. I was like, you know what, let me respect the shed. Cause she's right, blind right and yeah maybe she won't bite me but if she's blind and can't see nothing i'm gonna respect her and say let me put you back in your where you feel comfortable because hell she she don't know she doesn't know what's going on so i think you just go back to respecting the snake as well man you gotta respect mother nature that motherfucker gonna make you respect her.
1: for real man <laughs> so so real. the crazy part is that like if that one bites you let's say for instance judah which is the one you have right now? <laughs> Let's say, for oh, instance, Judah were to bite you, you probably wouldn't even feel it.
0: Well, that's all I was saying. I mean, you'll I, feel you feel it,
1: even though it would, yeah, well, you'll feel it after the fact. You have a little bit of itch. So what happens is that um, pythons don't have venom, constrictors don't have venom, but what they do is they have a coagulant in their saliva and that coagulate makes you bleed a little bit more than you know normal so that's really for prey items to make them bleed a little bit more and bleed out um but it's nothing that hurts they're the teeth on that were maybe i could even like they're like maybe a millimeter at the max so it wouldn't even hurt but what it would do is it'll itch a little bit after a while (laughs) um now this one, on the other hand, if this one hit you, you'd feel it. The big one. Yeah, I mean, now that being said, it wouldn't hurt like a big, big snake or whatever. But it would. The teeth on this are a little bit longer. On well, boas in general, ball pythons have smaller teeth, and uh, I could open her mouth right quick and show you. So yeah, you, you <laughs> show me. Now, you looked at me like what? You the- can show me. Yeah. Sure. So. I'm here, girl. I'm here you go. Oh, okay. uh, boy, you're... I always change your sex, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right, so while you do that,
0: I wanna—I do want to say something. So, George is a little shocked by something it's, uh, as well.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I want, to sh- I want to show this. Oh, you want to
0: do... Okay, hold on. You're going to show me your teeth. So...
1: A How are you doing? Oh, you open the door. You come at the back of the jaw. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, 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 Shh. There you go. And now you can... Now, this is something that if you do snakes, then sometimes you have to do what's called snake maintenance. Okay? <laughs> okay. So, anytime you open the snake's mouth, you come to the back of the jaw. Oh. And now uh, you see how it looks like almost a wall yeah. in her mouth? I know. Shh, I know. Okay, right
0: now, Gator's so opening you see that right there. Judah's mouth to show me.
1: Uh, that's the the, the teeth. teeth. Oh right? wow, that's
0: not. Yeah, that's actually like. But they're they're, they're, they're like pricks.
1: They're like pins on the top of them. Oh, and okay. it's perfect for like grasping. It's perfect for grasping. I got you. Oh, I know. Shh. I know. Daddy yeah, saw me. I-, I know. I know. Look at you. I know. And I that's
0: pissed me. off. They ain't gonna give her back to me. I pissed saw off. She's like, yo, why are you mess my mouth?
1: I know, I'm sorry. They just want to see your teeth. Yeah. Um, now, I've had to do this for her before, too. Um, whenever you have, I, I use, um, now nah, I'm not in the mic right now, but I'm about to get into I use an Aspen substrate. <clears throat> um, I'm not like a lot of snake people. A lot of snake guys, they use like reptichip and stuff like that. I use Aspen um because aspen works really well um aspen doesn't hold humidity a whole lot but when you're dealing with ball pythons you got to remember that ball pythons are the worst snakes when it comes to RIs. RIs are respiratory infections um because they have those vents in their nostrils they are more susceptible to any type of respiratory infection that you know that comes about so what you want to do in those scenarios is a lot of people are like you want to make sure your humidity is, you know, the 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 recommended dose. I always vary on keeping my humidity five to ten points lower than the recommended on those. And the reason why is because it like decreases the chance of an, a respiratory infection. Now, when it comes to like right before sheds and things like that, I make sure to up my humidity, but before that, I I usually keep it you know, around, you know, 10% under the recommended. Like right now, ball pythons are usually recommended at 80 to 90% humidity. I keep my ball pythons at around 60 to 70%. Uh, oh, excuse me. And, and the reason why is because of those respiratory infections. I've seen respiratory infections or RIs with ball pythons. The other thing that you worry about with uh, that type of humidity, um, and this does happen with ball pythons a lot, is scale rot. Um, there A lot of times, because you have some ball pythons who like, just like Jordan, who'll sit underneath that bowl all day and just chill, sometimes, you know, they'll sit in that one spot all day, and they'll, that's all they do, and they'll, end up urinating there and doing all that kind of stuff. And sometimes they will get That's common
0: with reptiles. My my beardy got a tail rot. Yeah. I told you I was treating it. Right. I I treated it for about a week with... uh, um a type of neosporin right um now did you
1: lower your humidity in there when once it happened or
0: yeah i took the water bowl out yeah um just started feeding the beardy man you believe water because yeah. the water causes a lot of humidity right um but every now and then i go in there and i spray around with the water since you right. showed me yeah, that yeah. to kind of raise the humidity right but, and a lot
1: of people don't know that and because and, and this is the issue that we have with a lot of people who deal with reptiles Who are online, now there's a lot of people online who know a hell of a lot more about snakes than I do. They already know a hell of a lot more about breeding and about keeping snakes or whatever. But the one thing I do know is that, and this is because I've dealt with snakes, I got my first ball python when I was 18 years old. You know what i'm saying and since then i've had just about every issue that there is to have with a snake um not just my own snakes but i used to keep them for a pet store noah's pet store back down in baton rouge uh, before they went out of business man um you know carp anywhere from carpet pythons to red tail boas what i've learned is that you know a lot of the stuff that they put online about how you keep snakes and what you do with them it's all speculative, mm. um, you know. There are basics, but after the basics, then you just go. I mean, I've, I've I'm not saying I'm the best, but I've had a successful run as far as how my snakes look, how they, you same know, same thing with a right? Yeah, same
0: thing with a beardy, where they told me keep a light on at all times. Mm. They had to have a light for the night, uh, which is like an infrared, and a light during the day, and then I realized, no, they actually. Because you got to think. Think about your, your reptile in a natural habitat. Right, the exactly. Sun ain't out all damn day. Exactly, Why would... man. So, you know, and I noticed some changes with my uh, my bearded dragon. So I actually started changing out the. Uh, like at night, I cut the light off. Um, and that's the best thing to do, they man. They sleep better. Uh, my beardy started. The first thing I noticed is the beardy was sleeping a lot better. Uh, it was cooler in there. Yeah. Um, and then you just kind of want to give them a break from all that that um, the UV rays and stuff like so that. So
1: that's a big thing with reptiles is that UV. It has nothing to do with the brightness. A lot of people think that the brightness is actually what keeps those those animals up. Their skin doesn't sense the brightness. Their skin is picking up the UV. Right. So. If the UV is going, even if it's a night light and it's a UV nightlight, they're thinking that it's daytime because their skin right. is processing those UV rays. Like, oh, I'm up. This is when I'm supposed yep. to be moving around. So it's better to just go completely dark.
0: She sleeps like a
1: baby. When yeah. I started cutting, and the I bet you during the night. day she has more energy. Yes. She's eating better yes. and all that kind of it. stuff. Yeah.
0: You know, you got to try to get your reptile accustomed to your lifestyle, especially if you want to play with your reptiles. Right. (laughs) And you definitely want to try to get them on a schedule that's going to be conducive to yours. Um, But once I start cutting the light off, like now, when the light goes off around like, uh, I do it every night same time. It's usually like 8.30, 9 o'clock. She goes right to bed. So as soon as I cut it off, she'll either go in her hide and go to sleep or Mm -hmm. she'll look at me. And then she'll go to the side and just go right to sleep. And uh, she got her weird little hands. Just puts them to her side. Uh, Amber hates when she lays on the side. <laughs> she just looks really weird. But, yeah, man. Um, Man, we could talk about this all day, man. Enough about
1: that. <laughs> hey, man. But, um, you know I what I just realized, dude? Man, I just realized that I'm a snake enthusiast, right? Yeah, you really are. And that's so. the thing. That's why I want to start a <laughs> channel
0: for you. And... You know, I'm looking into some camera stuff. We just need to go together, man. Go down to Best Buy and just see, maybe split it, and then we just start just getting a whole bunch of footage. We do the podcast, do your channel. Like, you really need to start a channel because the way you explain how to take care of snakes, man, is so, like, you've made it simple for me.
1: And there's a lot of people who they don't necessarily... Now, one of the things, one of the first things I want to do is... Because one of the things I will admit to is that my tanks are lacking what they would call um uh for snakes it'd be more of a um you know just recreational activity you know what i'm saying like i don't have enough branches i don't have enough um like leaves and all that's fine um, mine are just the basic setups right now, but what I want to do, one of the first things I want to do for the reptile channel is um, basically a, a redo of her tank, where I put um, the background, I put the the branches, I, I put all that this kind man. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah. and for those two,
0: that's how I did hers. He has yeah. like a rainforest
1: background. Okay. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to do more of a rainforest. Well, the, the initial background that I was going to do, I'm going to do a hot side hide and a cold side hide. The the hot side hide was going to be a... Um, a New Orleans Saints helmet in the hot side high I mean, cold side hide sorry, was gonna be a replica of the Superdome. But and I've been like trying to get a Superdome replica for Well, how runners.
0: are you gonna feel about losing so many subscribers uh, and <laughs> uh, uh, having your snake Screw all subscribers, well, man? Hold on. Well, force, Who that? No, just well, just... forcing <laughs> your snake to be a, a, a Saints fan, how will you feel about losing oh,
1: snake uh, are you a Saints fan subscribers? I, I look, just, look, that confirmation. I right don't know if she
0: is. But anyways, we'll move on. Uh, you're forcing your snake. Uh, it's not cool. But uh, so I was telling George, uh, just let listeners know, I'm doing the man weave. So I know you guys have seen the videos online. You've been on so- Instagram. And George was shocked because my fiance called me when we were on break and was so- like, hey, I got the hair. It's here. And she's working on it. And George's like, "Hair? What do you mean?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna get the man weave." So basically, this is how it all started. I am Look, bald. Okay, hold for on. For everybody who's looking
1: at the live,
0: <laughs> I want to. Yeah. So <laughs> I am. I'm balding, and I've been balding, uh, which means like just I'm not bald, but I have like really thin hair, and it's. Uh, I I've, I've been balding since I was like maybe 21. So I, I've. So, anyways, past couple years, I've just went bald. I've been a bald guy with, with, with a beard. You know how bald guys they get bald and they got to get the beard. So, um, about... Cool.
1: Steve Austin brought that into Vogue. So, yeah, man, I mean, that's
0: J- Jason Statham type shit, you know, rocking yeah. out. But my fiance uh, showed me something online. She's like, hey, have you seen these man weaves? And I and at first I kind of laughed about it because I'm like, uh, this looks, you know, this is, uh, sounds kind of funny, but... She started showing me videos of, like, men that would walk into a barbershop, like, patchy hair. Some of the guys had lupus. It wasn't, like, necessarily, like, they were all bald. But they would leave with, like, the hair just looked so so realistic. And, like, it's not like your toupee. It's not like your 1985 toupee guy. Like, it doesn't look shitty. It looks really good. And I was like, damn, you know, that's actually something that, I wouldn't mind getting into because it's slow. It's low maintenance. You know, you can get a, um, they call it a unit. So you get it, get a unit of hair. And then it lasts like three months. And, and there's a lot of money to be made in it because if my fiance does a really good job with mine and I'm able to market it in that way, then she can start charging to do other men's. Cause right now it's really pricey to in the industry with me. Hey, I'm all
1: for that, man. If she can do that, hey, that'll be a good sponsor. Yeah, right. (laughs) Get us some sponsors, but it, you know, I'm going to do it and
0: I'm a little nervous about it, but, um, I am, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm nervous
1: for you. Yeah. I'm
0: trying to explain my emotions about it. So I'm nervous. I also, as much as I want to say, I don't care what people think people at my job know me to be bald except for the past because before you get a man weave have got to grow your hair out so i've actually been growing my hair out for the past month or so so i have like a full head of hair but it's i don't know if you're watching the live i got like a full head of hair but obviously you see on the top it's like uh thin
1: yeah. so it's that's Drew, what it's Drew Breesing okay? yeah that's where <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> that <laughs> guy's a fucking asshole so that
0: <laughs> so on the top is, <laughs> is where the man weave's gonna go so basically I'm gonna shave the top just the basically where I'm balding it which is like a bowl type cut for the men our listeners that are bald shout out to y'all uh, it, it's gonna we're gonna shave it off then put the hair piece on glue it on it's a specialty glue for skin and then um, I style it, get it cut, and bam, you can't even tell. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm actually, I'm excited, but I'm nervous, kind of worried about what people may say. As much as I want to say I don't give a shit, I kind of do. Um, <laughs> and Amber senses that, you know, my she knows, but... She's excited to do it, and uh, yeah, I'm excited too. I'm man. glad that
1: she's excited about that, man. I yeah, she does
0: hair, weird. so she's like, "I can do this. I can fucking. It's not no big deal. I can do this." Um, but anyway, sorry. Right, so let's move on. Uh, so last week I mentioned uh, when it was around Halloween, when Halloween was approaching, I mentioned the uh, haunted house, McCammy Manor. That yeah, through you went twenty thousand, that I didn't see any research to support that. So our other co-host Amber claims that she did see something about that, but I did my research on McCamie Manor that they mentioned in that news report. There's no evidence to support that. If you make it through, you don't get twenty thousand. What happens is it's, it's a haunted house called a it's called a victim a victim experience. So basically, it's the next level of haunted houses. If you think about the scariest haunted house you've been to, it's not that. Like nothing jumps out at you. This is you get. Tied up, you get hit, you get beat, uh, you have to sign a waiver. I actually let me see. I actually have the uh parts of the waiver that got leaked
1: online in my email. So I'm interested in seeing what that waiver says. Okay. I'm gonna I'm pulling it up right now. Um so
0: the, the waiver got it got leaked online and it says it's fucking small, man. I can't open this shit up. Hold on. Okay. It says, let me see if I can read this. Uh, participant fully understands that McCamey Manor is an extremely physical, and is extreme. That's what it says. It's a typo, I think. Is an extremely physical, and that participant may leave with. Uh, may leave McKamey Manor with bumps, bruises, cuts, or other possible injuries.
1: Hey, And it's okay.
0: some white people stuff too, man.
1: Hey, um, okay. And, <laughs> I'm, I'm about to address that in a sec.
0: Um, including possible broken bones, participant understands that injuries are never on purpose at McKamey Manor, and participant is fully aware of the risk and takes full responsibility. It also says... Participant fully understands that it's not a fight club and refrain at all times from fighting with the actors. Why the fucking my eye? I don't fucking know. Uh, participant was warned numerous times about the intensity of Mackemey Manor. So what they mean by that is, through, when I did my research, you know, I went in a rabbit hole of YouTube videos and different participants that uh, filmed that got their experience filmed. They, if you want to go to Mackemey Manor. They call you, they video mm-hmm. call you, and they let you know. The he, the owner of this haunted house lets you know you don't want to do this. You do not want, like, you have this is intense. It's psychological. Like, let me give you an example before I finish reading the waiver. So, one of the videos I saw was three friends. They wanted to do it, right? One of the girls, she did it last year. So, she knew how crazy it was. They, they submerged you in water and damn near drown you like they just hold you under they uh they bury you alive they slap you in the face they uh put a drill in your nose like this is some real fucking intense extreme shit she brought her other two friends now let me tell you the type of games they play they brought the three friends in the in the they started the haunted house they made one friend turn on the other so one of the girls was asked to cut she said hey You're either going to cut your friend's hair off or you cut your own fucking hair off. Her friend was a guy. So his, no big deal. Like, it'll grow back. It's not as intense. This lady was an older lady, so her hair was thinning. They kind of noticed that. They fucked with her. It was like, you cut his hair, you cut your own. She ended up cutting his hair. She said, I'll cut his hair. Then she tried, when they asked them, hey, now you're going to cut your own hair. I don't give a fuck if we told you you're not cutting your hair. You're cutting your own hair. She tried to hide the clippers. They couldn't find them. So she asked. The, they asked the third friend, hey, did she hide the clippers? The third friend said, yes, she did hide the clippers. She snitched on her. So they play these games to make you turn on each other and kind of literally they fuck with your head in that way. It's a very psychological, very physical, like they tied her up and then they made her think that they cut her foot and that she was bleeding out. So they literally stopped everything they were doing and they are like, Yo, we gotta call an ambulance. Uh her you're you're bleeding out, you can't continue. She's like, Please, I wanna continue. That like you seriously, you're bleeding out, you can't continue. Um, um, and then the other guy in the room said That was well, a cop out, but go ahead. Right. The other guy <laughs> in the room was like, just fucking let's just put her in a bag and let's just bury like it's not a big deal. We'll just bury her. Like she already signed the contract. If she dies, it doesn't matter. Like It look, it really does look real. Like, but think about it. You're watching and you're thinking, ah, they're fucking with it. But think about if you were in it. They're putting you through hours. Like, there was a lady that went through six hours. This thing can last up to eight hours of like torture. So, after that, she says she want to continue. They're like, all right. So they put a fucking drill in her mouth. Like, it is very intense. So, hold on. Let me finish reading the way they put a drill
1: in her mouth. yeah. For this, so get your thoughts on this. Hold I mean, on. This let me is, let me read more of this. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay. Participant was warned numerous times by the owner and other members uh, that you do not, you really do not want to do this. Participant agrees and understands that your life is reality and uh, is not in danger, and this is just a game. But I'm telling you, man, it does not fucking like if you watch the videos online. Um, it says participant agrees and understands that during the tour, the participant is in the van. They will not be secured by a seatbelt and other safety device. Participant understands and agrees that they realize that they are not being tortured and this is just a game, but that's bullshit. They t- took one of the girls. If you ever seen, um, like Hispanics, um, like the Hispanic ice cream things, yeah. like on the street, they push them in that little cooler. Yeah. Well, they put a cooler with halfway, uh, filled it up with water halfway, and threw it in there and dumped their head and then closed it. She could have fucking, this lady really could have died, bro. Like, this shit is intense. So, here's the thing. Alright, yeah, you could talk. I'm going to try to find a a, a more like a, one of the rules that's like fucking. One
1: of the things they say in there, and they better make this specific is that i cannot start a freaking fight club in this motherfucker? you put my head under water we fighting dog
0: well one of the you girls did fight back and they were like yo you cannot
1: fucking so push. i'm just gonna take whatever okay this well, is you my didn't sign up for this a victim is experience. right You're a victim your victim okay, that's that's where they they clarify yeah. this victim experience can i bring my snakes <laughs>
0: right.
1: as a matter of fact no i used to have an alligator named nipsey Can I bring Nipsey with me? That's some New Orleans shit for real. You know what I'm saying? Can I bring Nipsey with me? Because I guarantee you, I damn guarantee you, (laughs) if I come in there and you talk about, oh, we just going to put him in a bag, uh, y'all, I'm passed out right now, I'm bleeding out, somebody grab Nipsey off of me right quick. Okay, look at this. uh, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Now, Gamora, right now, you not, no, maybe not. See me in two years. You grab Gamora off of me and see what's about to happen. Look at this shit. (laughs) Look at this
0: fucked up shit. It says, participant fully agrees and uh, demands that they want to push themselves as hard as possible while inside the McKamey Manor Tour. No matter how many times participant may say that they want out of the tour, participant is being clear that no matter what they say, participant wants the tour to continue. So if you're begging them to stop, they do not have to stop. And I've seen with participants where they don't stop. Mm. Uh, let's see. Some other fucked
1: up shit. But how this much says, do I get at the end?
0: Nothing. That's what I'm saying. That's a myth. Oh, okay. There's no evidence to support that you get $20,000. If no I don't evidence. get $20,000, I ain't bullshit. trying to. No, I ain't trying to. It says participant agrees that they will eat a variety of digestible cuisine from around the world. And that participant could be force-fed by an actor or another participant. This and this nasty shit. Participant agrees that they may have to put their vomit on their person, such as participant's face, or into their mouth. You may
1: have to eat your own vomit. So, here's the thing. If you're not giving me nothing for it, what's the purpose? I'm not even trying to do that. We'll, oh, I made it through this thing, and you ain't gonna give me my 20 Gs, Oh, fuck, please. I ain't about to do none of that stuff. Matter of fact, because y'all ain't giving me nothing, let me bring my snakes. Let me bring my. <laughs> Since y'all wants to act like that, you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's see. Let's see if it gets real. Let's get real real then. <laughs>
0: you know. Yes.
1: So, yeah, I know. That's I know so much
0: shit, coming. man. I I, there's so many different stipulations, but shit is straight fucking torture. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, man. I just want to say that from my research, that's bullshit. Yeah. that's a fucking myth I don't know where that news team got that fucking story that's not true and I think that was a narrative spun by McKamey Manor it to could just kind of promote that shit you're not getting anything the participant uh, from last year she did like four hours it's just a test they're just trying to see how long they can be fucking tortured right. and it's uh, yeah so um, okay so real quick I want to get your thoughts on this I'm going to play this real quick yeah Okay. This music industry is a God blessing. We need to stop it. God hold on, let me get context. Sorry. This is YK Osiris, you mentioned him earlier. That's yeah. why you mentioned him. But he's speaking on the industry, and this is and this is what he said, so let me run it back. This music industry is a God blessing. We need to stop it. God don't like that we in this music business. God don't like that We talking about money Cars and clothes and hoes So if you want to be In in this music industry And you want to get money Understand what it comes with That it's not from God It's from the the devil Understand I just want you to understand That you know Because I don't want y'all To get lost in salsa And and, and complain What y'all going through And why y'all going through it Period It's not from God Stop saying it's a God bless It's not from God It's from the devil He gives you what you want so you could destroy yourself, and that was it. And he he dropped that video, and uh, I don't know if I mean he could have been going through some shit that day. Could have been, uh. But I mean, what are your thoughts? I want to get you. He makes a good point.
1: I speak on it. Yeah. He makes a good point, and and here's here's, you know, this this is a um, this is a topic that I think we're gonna see come up. And mark my words, November 2nd here, 2019, we're going to see this happen a lot. This this whole scenario come up a lot in the next year. Um, Letitia Wright came out, this um, girl that plays Shuri in Black Panther. Um, she had a mention uh, the other day where they had an article in, I think it was Variety, I'm not exactly sure, but um, they told all you know she was celebrating this award that she won and they were you know talking about it and she was like you know give praise to god and you know all that you know it's only because of him that i'm here where i'm at and they omitted that part of the article I heard and about she that. came out and said oh y'all neglected to y'all pull that part of the article out when i was giving god glory yeah well, i'm gonna that give god glory she, yeah. regardless you know the the truth of the matter is that um it's all a matter of perspective and who you call "quote unquote" God. Um, there are a lot of people who—I uh, was off. Of, yeah. There are a lot of people who are of a, I guess, what what is called a reprobate mind, and what that means basically is that. They know things of the scripture. Some people might consider me the same way. They know things that are in the scripture, but they choose to live outside of the true context of what scripture says. Um, When you have someone like that who's really telling the truth. When he's like, you know, God may be responsible for the success, but he's not the root cause of the blessing. I can see where I can see where you could have that line of thinking. Um, If you're not living for God, then God also can have grace upon you where I'm blessing you regardless because I have a bigger plan for you. You know, God is not just going to punish you because you're doing what is outside of his will if his will is bigger than what you see. You know, there are many, many pastors and people of the clergy who have this same story about, you know, I used to be a pimp. I used to be out on the streets selling drugs. I used to do all these things, and then I gave my life to God, and, you know, I am now, you know, saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, water baptized, and I am you know, successful and all those types of things. That, that does happen. Now, the question is, oh, I was living for, but I living for Satan during that time and Satan was blessing me? If you say that, then what you're doing is you're actually taking some of the glory away from, you know, God being, you know, the grace of God being allowing, you know, allowing you to be able to do the things that you're doing. Though um, do I say that as, right no but i i see his point in his statement i see where he's trying to go i just think that he's a maybe a little bit off base with it now that being said i don't need people to be sitting there and and this is about to get into a big conversation about some stuff that happened in my city this week um i you know i don't think that it should be what he said is accurate, but I don't know if he took into account the the long game.
0: Well Yeah. It there's no it there's no purity uh, in the in the industry. No, there's not. Man. In it's the not. entertainment industry there is no one that's pure.
1: There's there's not. In, uh,
0: but we could also argue that there's no one pure on this earth either in Very everyday true. life um but i think what uh what yk osiris he's he's referencing artists who are entertainers in general who are claiming their success off the back of god mm-hmm. of saying that like it's by the grace of god that i have what i have it's but these guys do not live pure in any kind of way do not try to um, live by, you know I guess religion in that sense Or whatever that religion is So, you know, there's a lot of sex and drugs And things that you don't know about In the industry and behind the scenes Um, things that I've heard about personally From friends that are in the industry That's told me some really wicked shit And I know that, um, you know Um, uh, Illuminati, uh, like secret society And stuff like that is still such a taboo thing. Yeah. But understand that it may not be in the way that you think it is like you don't you don't get on and then you walk in a room and there's like hooded uh red hoodies of like uh <laughs> right demented people that are waiting to take your soul or get you to sign in blood. It's it's not like that, but it's very wicked at its core.
1: Right, right, right.
0: And I think that he's that I think that by I think this, what saying. I think that by putting out... Yeah, of course. And I think that putting out this video, it's pretty obvious that, uh, you know, he's a new artist, YK Osiris. He's really just broke into the industry. It's obvious that he's saying some shit now. He, he's kind of got a little bit of experience. And um, I, I don't think that uh, he likes what is going so, on around him, obviously.
1: So let me share a little bit of a of, uh, uh, personal thing that happened to me. Um they 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 call me dirty south is dirty mouth you know i'm not afraid to cuss i'm not afraid to do you know all these types of things when i'm rapping one of the things that changed my life man was the birth of my son when my son was born i started looking at a lot of the things that i was saying and i was like is this something that i want my son to do is this some stuff that i want my son to say you know what I'm saying? Is, is this, you know, how I want him to talk about women or do it And I, I legitimately had a, you know, quote unquote, come to Jesus meeting. Where it was just like, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm even though I may say some of the things and all this kind of stuff for shock value, I wouldn't be proud of that. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be proud of my son listening to my music when yeah. if I was talking about that. Um by me saying that yeah look at some of these people that are in the industry it's like okay well do you actually mean what you're saying when you're like oh i want to thank god for you know whatever or is that just something that people do say right exactly I
0: i mean let's just think about it man just like with this whole kanye shit man i don't even want to get into that well, I, I'm about to get into that. I don't though. even
1: want. I mean, because we, let me tell you why can, I want to. I just let me tell you why I want to get into it. Because I just don't he was get in Baton Rouge, foolery, man. He I was I just just into get the time foolery. Yeah, bro. he was in Baton Rouge last night, and I see a lot of posts on my timeline about it. You know, so I'm not. I'm not going to get into a whole diatribe about it. Here's the thing. I came up in a a, a church that was you know full gospel and was really about the word of god and trying to research and do all that kind of stuff my pastor used to spend his time going to the library researching you know translating the text and what it actually meant that being said i i love the fact that kanye is doing what he's doing however i've seen this trick before not saying that Kanye is doing it. If the brother is saved or he's trying to be saved or whatever, I, I'm i ecstatic for him. You know what I'm saying? I've seen the word of God transform people's lives. And that's that's fine. But that being said, I don't want to just jump on the bandwagon or something like that because it's some feel-good. Oh, this was that genuine song. Y'all remember that genuine song? So y'all can sing it and not feel guilty about it. Nah, yeah. No. You know what I'm saying? And it would be different if I saw some sort of evidence that Kanye has found God and he's, you know, pushing. Nothing that he said so far has been... In my discernment, and that's just my discernment. I can say this. I Maybe I'm flawed. Maybe I'm seeing things that I don't need to, you know, maybe I'm not seeing it the right way. But in my discernment, looking at what I'm seeing, I don't see anything that tells me that he should be up there leading any type of spiritual congregation, especially when the la- he's been called himself Jesus for how long? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't see anything that would tell me and this is just me. I know. I, you know, I, I know a lot of times we're like, well, just take their word for it. And they're going, I, I don't necessarily want to do that because I don't know where this goes. Give me a year and then come back to me and ask me this question. But now, yeah, I'm kind of,
0: yeah, you kind of want to see it through, but, um, right. I will say I'm not buying it. And, mm. uh, Uh, Kanye has said a lot of things, but his actions dictate a whole nother thing. Right, right. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep uh, because, like I said. um, Talk about it. I'm in the inner workings (laughs) of the industry (laughs) at this point. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I don't want to say too much.
1: Well, well, yeah, I understand that. I I do understand that.
0: Politics, man. But I will say that. It is uh, politics. I mean, I ain't buying it. Uh, (laughs) Album was decent i heard the album um there is one track on it that's pretty fire but and i wasn't even planning on really listening to it like that um just because um it just feels like kanye may be monetizing um but that's why I'm nearly not a super religious person, So you, man. you 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 just really hit on all it. Monetized. You
1: just hit on it. You just you just hit on it. Yeah. And that's really, you know, if you're not going to say it, I'll say it. I don't care. I'm still all right, so hold on. I'm still dirty southus dirty Gator mouth. Gator saying it. No. Not <laughs> Gator Beater is saying it right now, version 5. Okay. So here's lost
0: to McGee the song. Uh, right. Right.
1: right. So here's here's what I'm saying. The, the reason why i am you know saying being really testing my discernment on this one the, the whole thing about trust but verify here's the thing i came up in the church i came i can see those things you know because i've seen and not only have uh, here's the thing uh, a lot of people say t- you know trust but verify you know say study to show us that I self-approved I've read the Quran twice. I've read the, the Bible twice. You know what I'm saying? I've I've studied the text of Buddha. I've studied all the texts of Confucius and all these things. And this is not like, I mean, anybody who knows me, especially people in the chat room, they know and they can give me an amen. This is stuff that I've done. So it's not like I'm, you know, just speaking out of my ass here. Here's the thing. I don't condemn kanye for doing what he's doing if you're legitimately saying i can't judge you i can't judge because because as the great poet laureate tupac once said only god can judge me and i can't judge i can't judge kanye you know what i'm saying i mean he could have found god and be genuine in his steps and if that's what happened I am completely on board with Kanye. I'm, I, I thank the brother for doing what he's doing. However, before I jump on board, as for me and my house, we're going to watch and see exactly what he's doing because we live in a world that has great actors, you know, and he could be doing this for monetization. You got to remember that this time a year ago, Kanye was also in the White House singing the praises of Donald Trump. This uh, spiritual save, you know, salvation can happen within the blink of an eye. However, because of the recent history, I'm just going to sit back and watch it. Thank Jesus for saving Kanye. However, before me and my house jump on the boat and jump into these you know, um, these spiritual sessions, because one of the things that and I grew up in the old full gospel Baptist religion, one of the things that you have to watch is for what they call false prophets. And those are the people, and there's a lot of them out there. There's people like, oh, I don't need to, well, I don't want to even want to eat a bite of them. And people like that, I don't even want to name these names, but there's a lot of them that are out there who you're thinking, are you know sent by God to be you know revolutionary and to, to lead you but in actuality they're there to deceive you. So until I get verification until I can use my own discernment to see what's happening, I can't support Kanye in this whole scenario. And like you said, there's some out there's some tracks on there that are nice, but that it takes more than that to lead people. And I don't know just by his actions during I've made a big point to watch him during these Sunday services and to watch what he's doing and if he's putting these things together, he's basically just kind of sitting there with his hands like, yeah, a bucket oh you know what I'm saying, and he's not really what are you putting forth? are you just putting are you just bringing these things to us and because your name is on it then You know, people are into it. But if that's the case, then who's getting paid for putting these Sundays swords? I'm not, like you said, I'm all about the monetary. Who's getting paid for it? Because if you're getting paid for it, then there's always the chance that this is all a game just to get paid, you know?
0: Yeah, that's why I said it just, it feels like, you know, it's... Sorry about the long-windedness there, but... No, I just think when you're passionate about something and you're religious person so yeah you just wanna respect your religion and have it respected at the same time so right. I get it. Um all right, so we'll switch gears but um did you hear about the Gucci man interview with Angela Lee and <laughs> so, all that shit going on.
1: So so here's the thing, right? Well let me unpack it first. <laughs> yeah go ahead unpack it. Go ahead and unpack it. Go
0: ahead. Uh, so you know Gucci went on Breakfast Club, said some slick shit to Angela, basically saying you tried to fuck you know, you text me trying to come to my room. <laughs> yeah. Angel like, that never happened. And then she released the interview that he was referencing. Mm-hmm. And basically, they were, were having some sexy talk, I guess, between each other. Some sexual talk, you know. She was talking about how she said, you know what they say about Asian women? They got deep pussy or something like that. And Gucci's like, I hope you do. But then that was it. It was nothing really to to add to the point of if she texts him or not. yeah. So then, Charlemagne. Uh, so okay. So then Gucci comes out and says, "Hey, they banned me from the Braxton's Club since I made that comment."
1: Right. And then
0: they're all saying collectively, "Yeah, they're like, Yee, we never banned." Yeah, DJ Envy said they didn't ban him, but Angela Yee said, "However, we did not ban him. However, if y'all interview him, I just won't be here because I don't trust him to not say something else that's kind of crazy." Right. But then they turn around and Charlemagne did an interview with Gucci Man. And on his own one on one did an interview with Gucci Mane and Gucci Mane called Angela Yee a punk ass bitch and said that he was going to slap DJ Envy and then Charlemagne kind of didn't address that at all right didn't kind of
1: right. check
0: him in any kind of way to be like hey man you know that's you know hey that's my friend or whatever so Charlemagne just came out. I don't, I don't know if you saw this on Brilliant Idiots, his podcast, and yeah, addressed it. And, uh, addressed Andrew Schultz, yeah, right, because he was getting criticism for interviewing Gucci and allowing Gucci to talk to Angel like yeah, and also interviewing him on his own. It looked shady. So this is what he said and to address it.
1: If that was any other interviewer in that interview, it wouldn't be an issue. Me, to say, Angela and yeah. me work together. You're supposed yeah. to protect them or something. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where I don't know where people get that from though. That I'm supposed to protect him. Like he's an artist. He had an opinion on something that they did. Like, you know, they went on Breakfast Club. They did 20 minutes of Breakfast Club Court. They said things about Gucci.
0: They said things about Gucci's wife. You know, or or played things that rappers said about Gucci. I don't wife. know what he said Gucci about Gucci. That. That's that. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal for anybody to be tripping saying, you know, like, oh, well, Charlemagne shouldn't have done that. Like, no, I am an interviewer. I am a, a personality, a media personality. My
1: job is to be as biased as possible, which is very mm-hmm. hard. To do unbiased, unbiased, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I did say it right the first time. God knows what he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) I love Andy's jokes, by the way. Go ahead. Did you
0: see there is something to be said about him slipping up saying. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I'll put a, saying I'm going to put
1: a pin in Andrew Schultz, by the way. I want to go back to him in a sec. But yeah, yeah, but for him to say yeah.
0: him to be biased, he slipped up and said, oh, I didn't mean I'm biased. I meant I'm unbiased. <laughs> At the end of the day, here's my thoughts on it. Uh, this is what I think. I think that um, Charlemagne feels that with DJ Envy contributing to the slander of Gucci's wife, that Gucci has every right to feel some type of way. So, yeah, I'm not going to come to your aid because you did say some shit about Gucci's wife or you contributed to it. In terms of Angela Yee, hey, it's business. It's just business. I don't think he doesn't care about Angela Yee. I wouldn't say that they're not friends. But this was definitely a power move by Gucci. I mean, by uh, Charlemagne the God to say, hey, I'm about my business first. This was a big opportunity to interview Gucci and to get clicks and to boost my name even more. So at the end of the day, whatever uh, Angela has against Gucci, man, that's her business. But here's where the issue comes in that I think that people feel... I don't think people are surprised that Charlemagne went outside of of his own kind of circle to interview this man. I think that they really feel some type of way towards Charlemagne because... Gucci Man called Angela a bitch. He said she a punk ass bitch. And you didn't say anything to defend your co-host. So my thing is, if we we do have a female co-host. See, my thing is my female, our female co-host is my fiance. So a fight would have ensued on right. my end. Right. But probably not so for Gator. But I would at least expect him. To be like, nah,
1: see, we're we on the same team, bro. This, this well, is the yeah, whole thing. But
0: I'm saying, even if it wasn't taken to that level, because she's, right. you know, she's my, she's mean, my future wife. That. I get it. And you are friends. Y'all are friends. Y'all were friends before. I was to you from Amber. So I get it. Y'all got a friendship. Right. But I wouldn't even expect you to punch him in the fucking face. I would at least expect you to be like, all right, man, look, um, that's my co-host. You know what I'm saying, look, you feel some type of way about her. That's fine, but like you know, let's not let's not use the bitch word.
1: Right. You let's, ain't gotta let's,
0: get all let's, let's super be real, aggressive,
1: man. Let's be real. Charlemagne did some bitch shit right there. You know I mean, what I'm saying? To I mean, to just, do, I think think that's the was, whole thing. He was if, playing if, interviewer,
0: trying to so, let him. Yeah, yeah. See, Just,
1: just thing with Charlemagne, man. I, I, and and don't get me wrong. I think is talented. I think I think it's a cool thing that that he does. Blah 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 blah. However, at the same time, bro, you don't come at you don't come for my co-host like that. If I value the Breakfast Club, here's the thing: Charlemagne doesn't value the Breakfast Club. Charlemagne feels like he's basically like the 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 attraction of the Breakfast Club. So let's say for instance Charlemagne wasn't on the Breakfast Club. What would the Breakfast Club be doing right now? You'd have Angela Yee, you'd have you know, DJ Envy and then what? What you know what I'm saying, would the
0: Breakfast Club be without Charlemagne? Right. Would it be what it was?
1: No. If you're, if you're asking No I don't think it would be And they would have to Bring in another voice They'd have to bring in Somebody who would Actually be able to Bring in you know what I'm saying So Charlemagne Knows this well, And yeah, this is why He controversial does Right
0: And, and well, that's the thing the He started. does
1: a lot of These things to be Controversial Right In wrestling We call this a work <laughs> Okay Okay <laughs> A work in wrestling is something that brings in viewers, even though it may be controversial, even though you don't know for it, uh, if it's a shoot. Now, a little wrestling terminology. A shoot is something that happens in real life, but you don't know if it's real or not. So a shoot is, oh, this is real, brother. Um, Hulk Hogan calling people the N-word while his son was in prison. That's a shoot, brother, because we saw that on video. However, you can spin that and then make it a work, like into a storyline. That's a work. I think what's going on right now with The Breakfast Club is a storyline. And what I mean by that is they're good with the, the controversy because it brings in attention and brings in viewers. That being That's said That's
0: take I haven't heard that one Yeah
1: I think it's Because What causes People to listen to If you look at The Breakfast Club How are their views Doing on YouTube Because I've been noticing Over the last Eight months That their viewership Has gone down On individual videos And this is just My personal research I would love If any of your Data analysis People out there Would actually Confirm this but I've been seeing that their videos get less and less views. How do you get more views? Controversy. Controversy always pays, you know? Yeah. So, oh, we've got a situation with Gucci. We have a situation with Angela Yee. We have a situation with DJ Envy. Charlamagne's calling out these things. Oh, what's going to happen? Oh, guess what? Let me see what the viewership on that video was for, um... That, that, that Charlemagne did on that video on that um the Gucci interview. yeah a lot I guarantee you is more than three three hundred thousand let's see and the average for breakfast club right now is
0: 250 so 3.1
1: million views Check, yeah yeah. So, <laughs> you know, <what> I'm saying? <laughs> like <laughs> people are into it. So guess what? Every time you click on that video for YouTube, it pays Charlemagne. It pays it. Even if it's just on Charlemagne's channel, guess what? It's more Andrew Schultz so is paid. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's, it's it's paying Andrew Schultz. But guess who else is paying? It's paying Angela Lee, it's paying DJ Envy, it's right. paying off, because they're waiting on a response. So, I guess what? If Angela Lee was to drop a video, it all she has to have is her name well, in the video. But she has
0: responded.
1: Yeah. All she had to do, got how many How many views was her response It had?
0: wasn't, an, well, she talked about it on the interview. I don't know. I'd have to try to dig for it. She did a little interview. She talked about it.
1: Uh, I guarantee you it has more than two mil. Yeah. So guess what? All that does is just strengthen the the views for the Breakfast Club altogether. You know?
0: So let um Okay. Well that's our thoughts on that, guys. You were wondering, that's how we feel. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's do our quicks, real pick. Uh real, let's, <laughs> let's <laughs>
1: hey, so our, let's do our picks for This podcast brought to you by Ian George. That's why the slurring. Um right, so
0: we're gonna do our picks uh before we wrap up. Um there's a big event tonight, uh Maz Vidal versus Diaz. I'm gonna do my picks for UFC and then I'm gonna have George join me in for the NFL picks. Yeah. Uh you guys seem to like that, so we'll run that back. Uh so yeah. So tonight, uh I'll start with Corey Anderson versus Johnny Walker. Who do I have? I'm I Johnny think Walker. I think Johnny Walker gets yep. that. Um Corey Anderson is uh a plus one forty six odd. So he's actually uh yeah. So Kevin Lee versus Gregor Gillespie. I think Gillespie gets it. Uh, Kevin Lee is just I don't know what's going on with this guy. Um <laughs> but
1: uh
0: I think he's lost his last two, I believe. Um
1: He's in a slump.
0: Yeah, man. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if he needs to go up in weight, maybe. I don't know. Um I, I could expound on that deeper, but we're gonna we're trying to wrap up. So alright, let's see what else we got. Derek Lewis versus Ivanov, I think I think Black Beast gets it. I think Darren Lewis is gonna get it. Uh by knockout. Uh Vicente Lu- Luque, Luke, oh, I say his damn last name. Versus Wonder Boy Steven Thompson. I think Vincent gets it. Um, because I think Wonder Boy is kinda trash. All right, Darren Till versus Kelvin Gaslam. I think Kelvin Gaslam gets it. Same thing I said about Kevin Lee, man. Darren Till is just um I don't know, man. It's on a decline right now. I don't know what's going on. Um, okay, and then the big main event, Nate Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal. Oh, I, Nate Diaz. It's a tough one. Here's the thing. I'm done doubting Nate Diaz. Yeah, I was going to say.
1: Um, <laughs> you can't doubt him no more, man.
0: Because I've been watching Nate Diaz for a long time, for, for many years. I've been watching UFC for many years. And Nate Diaz was not always the best fighter, but... Damn, I don't know. I don't know if it's age that's made this man more seasoned, better, tougher. Uh, Well, he's always been tough, but he hits harder now. He's got more weight on him. His cardio's through the roof. Um, So I'm done doubting Nate Diaz. I'm actually going to – I think Nate Diaz might get this. Uh, So my pick is Nate Diaz on that one. I think I'll roll with that. I'm not mad. I'm going to do it. Uh okay so and these are all brought to you by my bookie, um,
1: my bookie,
0: and that's the only plug they're gonna get until they fucking pay. Me. <laughs> all right, so we'll do NFL real quick and we'll we'll fly through this real quick. So these are games for Sunday: uh, Houston Texans versus the Jaguars. So how we'll do it like this: I'll name, I'll give you the game. I'll tell you who's the odd and I'll right. ask George who we who we predict. Good deal, good deal. All right, so Houston Texans versus Jacksonville Jaguars and the Jaguars are plus 105 underdog. Um, who gets it? Cuz I'm about to go. Who gets it?
1: <sighs> so, we're playing at Jacksonville, right?
0: Um Yes, versus Jacksonville.
1: So, I'm assuming that Jacksonville. Jacksonville. So, here's the thing. Minshew Mania is real, technically. However, Deshaun Watson, man, is the truth. I mean, let's let's be completely honest here. Uh, I think the Texans win. It's going to be a close game just because it's in Jacksonville, but I think the Texans are going to take this one.
0: Okay. Uh, next game, Washington Redskins uh, versus Buffalo Bills. And this is this is the one to make some money on because the Washington Redskins are a plus 415 underdog, and the Buffalo Bills are a minus uh, 525 uh, favorite.
1: Hey, there's a reason why the Buffalo so there Bills are a favorite here. So there is bread uh, to win
0: on this game, plus 415. That means if you were to bet, like, $50, you'd probably make, like, Probably make double that,
1: that. If the oh, Redskins right. were good, they're not. <laughs> so um, you obviously think. The yeah, but the, got... the Bills are going to take this one, man. The Bills are, are actually, might possibly make the pay- playoffs in the AFC. Uh, man, the, the Redskins are such disarray, man. They don't even know who their quarterback is. Yeah, give it to the Bills.
0: Okay, uh, Chicago Bears versus the uh, Eagles. Um and the... Wait a minute. Hold so, on, I'm going to tell you the underdog first. No,
1: wait, wait, wait. Your dad is saying the Redskins is upset. Hey, you know what? Well, shit, <laughs> hey, tell my dad, since he's online, tell him
0: that he better place his bet because there are 415 hey, underdog. Hey,
1: yeah, you heard him. And place your bet. And
0: stop talking shit on my live, man.
1: you supposed to be no, coming down for Christmas. All I love right? it, man. Hey, Don't look- start no shit. Uh... <laughs> But you know what? Redskins upset would be into I think my dad's a
0: Redskins fan, actually. Um, all right, so let's
1: see. Houston T- is a beast. Yes, he is definitely.
0: Right. Right. So Titans versus the uh, the uh, the Panthers, and the Titans are a plus one sixty five underdog. So, who gets
1: it? It's time for the Panthers to get out of this little hole. They, they
0: lost what, do they, what do they call it? Do for a win? Yeah, do for a win right now, <laughs> man. The Panthers
1: win. actually are a lot better team than people give them credit for. Um, Kyle Allen is going to be out there. Kyle Allen got exposed in this last game. I think they're going to a, a, a barely eke out a win on this one.
0: So, the Titans get it. Okay. Uh, no, 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 I think the Panthers are going oh, to yeah, get it. Oh, you think the Panthers get it. All right. They're get. actually a favorite. Yeah. Uh Chicago Bears versus the Philadelphia Eagles. So
1: oh,
0: underdog is Chicago Bears. <laughs> which I probably didn't have to say that. So. But the underdog is the Bears, so who gets it?
1: Uh, let me tell you so, they're playing in Philadelphia. The Dolphins right now. are trash, bro. Um, I mean wait.
0: not the Dolphins. I'm reading the next one. Um Eagles uh, so the
1: Eagles, man. This this is the thing. This is the time of year that the Eagles. This is right after the midpoint of the season. This is the time the Eagles usually turn it up a little bit. I think the uh, the the Eagles are actually going to pull this game. The, the 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 Bears have the greatest defense. That well, their defense is definitely good. I should say. I was going to say one of the greatest def- defenses in the NFL today. Not so much. But their defense is definitely serviceable. But to be honest, I think the Eagles are going to get on the roll right here. They're going to take this particular game.
0: Okay, so the Eagles get uh, are going to beat the Bears. Okay, so the New York Jets... Versus... Although I'd
1: love Chicago to win this game, but...
0: Okay, so here's an easy one. The New York Jets... Uh, are gonna play the dolphins. So
1: Um
0: So can we just move that on? Sounds, that sounds that
1: sounds pretty easy. Dogs, that sounds pretty easy. George
0: don't do this because you Gator you did this the <laughs> other weekend. I put money on <laughs> it and you made me lose he money. Was like, so <laughs> He's like the Dolphins <laughs> man. Motherfucker, okay. man. Listen, so, let me tell you something. If you don't fuck me on this, I go. I go with
1: the Jets on this game. Okay. I, I do. I do. I do go with okay. the Jets. But on? I mean, yeah, Do we the, have to explain the this? The Dolphins they're are trash. Can the the Dolphins are so trash that they are literally giving away every player that they have to try to get the number one pick in the draft. So yeah, they're yeah. They're, okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's a Jets win. All
0: right, that's an easy one. Um, all right, so then the Colts play the Steelers, um, and it is Colts. Colts. Okay, well let me tell you, the underdog, they're dead even. They're both Colts. the favorite to win. It's minus 110 versus minus 110. So the Vegas odds say that they are dead even for either one to win, but you say Colts.
1: Yeah, who's starting this week? Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers? It doesn't even matter, to be honest with you. The Colts are going to win. Jacoby Brissett is actually not only a serviceable backup, but he is a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Goodbye, Andrew Luck. You just got supplanted. Jacoby Brissett will be leading this team for the next three four years. I see them actually taking this game from Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's got a lot of questions. The coach, Mike Tomlin, he's got a he's going to be coaching for the Falcons next year. So
0: I see why I, you're talking a lot of shit too because your team isn't even playing. No, tomorrow that's why you're talking all this shit too. Mm-mm.
1: Next week, the New Orleans Saints. Play the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, in man, the dome. That's a big one. Yeah, that's a And thing. the LSU Fighting Tigers unfortunately will go to Tuscaloosa to play the Alabama Crimson Tide in a one versus two slobberknocker knocker for the number one ranking in the country. To be honest, Alabama's number two. I didn't want them to be number two. Because that gives them incentive to play better at home. I really think LSU is going to pull this game out. And but but, yeah, NFL we, wise,
0: we yes could, we're on buy right. We now. could do those odds maybe next week weekend. We may do the uh, NCAA odds. All right. So all right, moving along. Uh, let's try to fly through this because I'm still getting text. All right. Good so game. Lions, the Lions versus the Raiders, and the underdog is.
1: The Lions Raiders. versus the Raiders.
0: I think the Lions are the underdog. But you think the Lions are minus a, what? It looks like plus one thirty, but I don't know. I think it's undetermined as well. Plus one point three? Plus one thirty. The Lions are the underdog. Okay. Uh the Raiders
1: that's because they're playing in, in Minus Oakland. Yeah. Here's here's the, here's the thing though. They're playing in Oakland right now. I can see the Raiders winning that particular game. Uh, it's a pick 'em. To be honest, I I go with the Raiders in any type of pick 'em game. So okay. Yeah.
0: All right. So the Buccaneers versus the Seahawks. And oh, the, the Buccaneers the are the underdog. Okay. So so Seahawks.
1: so here's the thing though. Um. I I, I blurted out the Seahawks. But the one thing that Jameis Winston is good for is the one thing that Seattle is susceptible to. And that's the unpredictability. I can see Jameis keeping it close, but I think Seattle's going to take it in the end.
0: Okay, uh, let's see. The Cleveland Browns versus the Denver Broncos. So
1: Cleveland's going to take this game.
0: Okay, the Broncos are the underdog.
1: Vic Vangio has to watch his job because if he loses to Baker Mayfield and those Browns, there's a chance that John Elway is going to fire him. Just saying.
0: <laughs> um, Let's see. Um, what else we got here? All right. Green Bay Packers versus the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are the underdog.
1: As much as I would love for Green Bay to lose this game. <laughs> I can't bet against them. I, I think they're going to win this game against the Chargers. Yeah,
0: yeah they, uh, they still got a lot of work to do. It's a new, fairly new team. Um, the Patriots versus the Ravens. And the Ravens are, of course, the underdog.
1: I so would love to. Right. Exactly. <laughs> they're playing in Baltimore. But the Patriots. Oh, let me down. tell you something about this. this. This this guy This quarterback in Baltimore right now. What's his name? Uh. Lamar Jackson. This guy is the truth. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson are basically, and not just because they're just black quarterbacks or whatever. Lamar Jackson is is the truth. They've got a little secret, though, in Baltimore. His name is Mark Ingram. Now, he you might recognize that name. He played the last six seasons for the New Orleans Saints. Why do I think that he's a a, a big get? Because he's averaging 100 yards a game almost. So I see right now that this is going to be a struggle. I don't think New England is ready to play them in their on their turf currently. I really believe that controversial, hot take. Ravens are going to pull this one out. I think the Ravens are actually going to pull this one out. Ravens upset over New England. And they will... Break the undefeated streak for the New England Patriots.
0: Wow, you're you're a, a bold uh, bold guy, aren't you? Um, so on no. Monday, <laughs> uh, last one. No. Uh, this is a big one. Um, the Dallas Cowboys are facing the New York Giants on God. Monday. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, I, I uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a big game. one. Uh, let's just. Let's just uh, Let's wrap up Just give me your prediction. I'm gonna challenge you to like... Hold up Hold up Wait I'm gonna challenge you No explanation Who wins you Dallas wins on this. All right. Dallas wins Hey man Thank you guys For listening <laughs> to the Sorry Not Sorry Podcast Gator Beals you, saw you trying set. to Cut me off <laughs>
1: I know he is, and
0: I'm not letting him, because he's going to stand on what the fuck he said. I don't want to hear Dallas wins, but because, and this, that, and this, (laughs) that. All right, man. Hey, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Please follow the Instagram page, Sorry Not Sorry Podcast on Instagram, S-O-R-R-E-Y, not S-O-R-R-E-Y. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. George, you got anything you want to plug?
1: Um, uh, right now I don't want to plug much, but I will say that if you look at my Facebook feed currently, I definitely share different links from different people, um, from authors like Erica Warren to people like, uh, Shalice You want to you know, look at those people and, you know, embrace what they're doing because I think that they're doing some, some real hot shit. So definitely embrace those things and follow my uh, Facebook Gator live or. George Livis. If you put it in Facebook, either way, you'll find me. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay,
0: we'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Yeah, later.